The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audience. It's showtime. It is showtime, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome everybody. Bienvenidos, señores. This is Circle the Bay Podcast, episode 132. This is the host of the Devious One I C, and he is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he is back. And someone better, he's back. So don't you, you gave me the Eric Bischoff? <laughs> yes, I have to give you the Eric Bischoff. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. He is back, ladies and gentlemen, because he is Mr. DeLorean himself. He is Mr. Time Capsule himself. He is a <laughs> Mr. The Time Splitter, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I got to give him a dog. Yo, best intro in raw history. I don't know. Fuck. That is right. He is back, ladies and gentlemen. Mike De Niro, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, he is back. Ah, it's so good to be back, man. I can't wait to get into all this shit. I appreciate you guys holding it down for the last two weeks. COVID had me on the ropes, but. This is pure title rules, and I still got two rope breaks. So I'm back. Let's go. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. We're ready to go because we got a lot to cover. But before we do, once again, ladies and gentlemen, the bottom of the screen, all of you guys are, you know, especially the ladies out there shopping for your man or for your Sancho, you know, or Big Daddy, whatever you want to call them, you want something very spectacular gift for the holidays. Purchase your items at manscaped.com. Make sure you put the DeLorean promo code for 20% off of your all your Manscaped mer- merchandise. Capitalize DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen. You, you get all these wonderful gifts, you know, all these merchandise that you can purchase for a great holiday present right there for your man or for your side man, baby daddy, whatever you want to call him. You know? <laughs> this is whatever you're going to call him. Just in time. What is up, my brother? Cheers. Oh man, what that's right. That's good, Mr. Nick. Mr. Universal himself. Great episode on. tonight. The the year end awards from UW Podcast. Everyone check that out. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. That was spectacular. So make sure you go to the UW Pod. And don't forget, this is brought to you by the UW Pod itself, too. So make sure <laughs> subscribe to the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Check out their you know UW Pod Awards. Juicy and Nick killed it tonight. Wow, that was amazing. I loved it. So make okay. sure you guys tune in. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, sure. Promo code DeLorean. Capitalize 20% off all of all your Manscaped merchandise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the elephant out of the room here. I guess how they say it, right? Or what's the term they use for that? Because it's the, the elephant, elephant in the room. room. The, the elephant in the room. There you go. Yeah. I'm not used to saying those words. But, okay. <laughs> but it's about time. I think everybody wants to know. Give our thoughts. It's been all over the social media for the last 24 hours. Uh, actually, this morning, as a matter of fact, um, but I mean, yesterday too. But into it, well, as you all know, ladies and gentlemen, she has been released from the WWE that is Mandy Rose due to yeah. explicit content that was put out on her fans, not our only fan site that you're it's exclusive for the fans. You purchase, a, I don't know how much you put on it. But I know it's uh, it's a NSFW content that you're able to purchase. 
Now, of what I've been reading, that has been stating that WWE knew about this, but they did not know that it was going to go this far, that she was going to put explicit nudes uh, to this point. So HBK going to have to, have to rewrite the show on Tuesday on NXT because she was scheduled to lose the belt anyways at New Year's Evil, uh, to, you know, towards Roxanne. Now, but when this happened, it was brought up to Shawn Michaels. He had to rewrite the whole show, and he immediately took action. To you know, made her drop the belt, and at the end of the show, she all features endeavors. You have to go, and they had all they were put against the wall, unfortunately, because this was it was too much explosives. I've been seeing and reading all over the IWC community. Uh, hashtag Mandy deserves better. It's a double-edged sword, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And I know that you guys, some people want to compare it to other situations that have occurred in WWE, but this is different. This is a public trading company. Uh, and I get it. That, Like I said, I'm not backing WWE or I, I'm the middleman here. I, I I agree with, you know, Mandy. She has her rights as a woman. You want to, you know, a woman's body is an art. So if you want to go ahead and do that, by all means, you know. But other people take it different. And of course, but but however, you're working for a public trading company, knowing that you're at the top of the food chain right now, you're at the top of the mountain. This could have been your exit out to the main back to the main roster, but unfortunately, this occurred. And whoever the fan that whoever remind you, the internet is a powerful word, powerful, powerful tool. They can do anything to expose anything of you. Whoever did that exposed that and cost this individual her job so but she would never made up a statement she said i'm thank you for all the best world wishes the fantasy the, the, the site's still up but i mean well i don't know man De Niro, we haven't heard you in a while brother take it away your thoughts on the overall this situation um i mean it, it definitely is a double-edged sword because you know like i i mentioned this on the the show before when you're an independent contractor and that's who this is what the wrestlers are. They're independent contractors. They technically have the right to do this type of stuff. And if the WWE does not want their wrestlers doing these type of things, and if they feel like it's going to ruin some sponsorship deals or whatever that they have, then you know that's on them because you are hiring these people as independent contractors. So if you want them to be employees, then make them employees. But we all know why they can't do that, right? And if you're going to, I'll, I need to go get one myself. But anyway, if, <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to, you know, if you're going to keep these wrestlers as independent contractors, then technically by law, it's their rights to have outside endeavors to make them money. So whether you want to look at this as her, you know, showing too much body or whatever, this is still her right to have outside endeavors of what her income is from the WWE, being that she's an independent contractor. It's not like you and me who have a job and we're employed. You know what I mean? I could understand if my coworker does something like this and my job sees it and they fire her because that's, you know, she's an employee for the company. Mandy Rose is not an employee of the WWE. What up, Tim? I appreciate you, homie. Thank you so much for being here. The banger podcast. Banger podcast. Hell yeah. So yeah, that that's that's where it becomes a double-edged sword. Like I, I think that she has the right as an independent contractor, but I could also see why the WWE will, you know, frown upon this, especially if they have sponsors. I, I saw one um I, I forgot what it was it might have been a cultaholic 
online. They were they were talking about how the WWE has a big partnership with Mattel for their action figures. Yeah. And Mattel, of course, is catering towards little kids. They are also they have board games, Barbie, and everything else. So it's like if you know you have all these sponsorships that cater to children, I could understand why the WWE would frown upon this. But also, this is the same company, like I I mentioned before, like this is the same company that told Athena to be a little bit more sexier, to dress more sexier. This is the same company that up until recently, not I'm not talking like I see people saying, oh, it's the same company that allowed their wrestlers in Playboy and allowed bra and panties matches. That we're not even talking about that. We're talking about up until recently, this year, told the women to dress more sexier. So like how are you going to put Mandy Rose toxic attraction, treat her as a sex symbol on NXT, and then fire her for being a sex symbol? <laughs> I mean, that don't make sense. It's like, I feel like it's another instance of the WWE just getting mad that they can't make money off of it. They are not making money off of what Mandy Rose is making. And I tell you this right now, just by the numbers that Tony Storm was pulling in with OnlyFans and that Scarlett Bardot was pulling in with OnlyFans and the shit I heard about Lana, her fucking fan site, making millions off that, I guarantee you that Mandy Rose is probably making more money off of her fucking fan site than she was making off her WWE contract. Because she has an she is. Contract. That she was confirmed. Was- She's making more money exactly. than their WWE contract. So, I mean, shit. Do you? I just feel like this is just a double-edged sword because you can't have sponsorships and be a publicly traded company and then have independent contractors and tell them they're not allowed to do outside endeavors, no matter what it is. Yeah, I definitely. And again, I'm with you. It's double-edged sword. It's it's an unfortunate. I mean, again, of course, you make you how you mentioned you're an independent contractor. Of course, you you're not pensioning my, you know, no, no health insurance. What other way that I make my money to pay besides? Using the you know the payroll they give you know to your performers, but I got other you know other bills, financial responsibilities I got to take care of, and health insurance is off the roof right now. So it's like, you know, it's she had you know of course I I, I completely understand, but it, I'm with you too. It's just like ah, it, it it's a double edged sword because it's she has her rights, but then again. You're working for a company that is a public trade company that is supposed to be PG, that is heading towards the direction of PG 13, 14, you could say. But like you mentioned, sex symbol and all it's just it's it, it, yeah, it's mind-boggling because it's like I still feel that she's gonna come back though. I think they're gonna just be like, you know what? Are we, let's just cool this down, we'll bring it back, and I and I hope they do. And you know, I hope they bring it, you know, discarded Brianna Selena all. Yeah, they they did. Uh, Scarlet, not really. Uh, I think, uh, and shout out to Smackdown, what's going on, Ritter? I wouldn't I know, but Scarlet's is still up. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Scarlet's is still up, but uh, yeah. shout out to you, man. man. Appreciate you for tuning in, man. But yeah, I, mean, you. I appreciate you, Devin, for welcoming me back, man. I appreciate you holding me down last week. Yes, that's right. Uh, the travel chief, that's right, my travel chief. That is right. So, all right. Let's move on because we got a lot to cover, ladies and gentlemen. So we're gonna do this as quick as possible. So all right. Yes, we said I saw it, the nine lives of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Which was uh it was okay. Uh no, I don't think Mandy will go impact. I mean she could, she could fit there. That's something they allow it. Let's check. 
Okay. Oh, wow. All right. So you would know. The number one podcast on Pornhub would know. That's right. <laughs> but Vincent Kennedy, man, you know, was getting advice. Hey, you know, you, you took bad advice, pal. Son of a bitch. I want to come back. I got to make my comeback. Of course, the Nine Lives happened, the documentary, which didn't expose too much. Uh, it's just something like, a, I, I felt like it was a teaser. It wasn't like, there was a lot of things I didn't know about. I mean, him owing money to, you know, to Crockett or I, I forgot it was Crockett. But I didn't know none of that. See, that's something you do that's new for me. His dad finally agreeing. Fuck these guys. Let's just go. Let's screw them all. I didn't expect that from, you know, Vince Sr. I thought it was going to be him against his son doing that, going against uh, the other promotions. But then, as he was mentioning when he wanted to come back, new allegations come out. And now a lot of people in the WWE and outside are saying it's still a bad idea to not come back because this will probably your stock market will might might hit a below it might hit a blow blow your sponsorship might back out you know on deals if this man returns and then of course Triple H and Stephanie will be and Nikon will lose their power if this man returns back to the WWE so De Niro. Should this man stay home or should he come back? This man should go to jail. That <laughs> Wall Street Journal put out the last couple days, this man should go to jail if that's true. If Vince McMahon did indeed sexually assault those two women, then Harvey Weinstein, this motherfucker, go to jail. But, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty if it's not true and it's just more stories that are out there. I still don't think he should come back. I think that the WWE right now is in a better position without him. Um, I think that, you know, this is not a 55-year-old Vince McMahon who was ready to take on the world in the attitude ever. This is, what was he, like 77 at this point? Like, I feel like, you know, at this point, go, go, just enjoy life, enjoy retirement, enjoy being a grandfather. The WWE is in good hands. You, you saw the numbers that came out during the quarter three Stock earnings. They're in good hands. They made record profit. So it's not like the company is losing money without you. So I feel like the best thing he could do at this point in his life, not just his career, but his life, is just right off into the sunset. Absolutely. He should. There's no point of you returning, Vinny. No, Vinny, we don't need you back. We don't. We don't need you back. And she was off. I did. Yeah, I heard about that, too. I heard about that too. She, yes, stay far away, Vince, because nobody, none of you, none of us, even the fans, will want you back. No, absolutely not. Because mm -mm. no, no, mm -mm. Mm -mm. no, 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 hell no, 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 I refuse, no. <laughs> well, you know, like it has to be said too just off the rumor of Vince McMahon returning the stock did plummet the stock went down just yeah. off of the rumor that Vince McMahon might return what does that tell you at this point like I don't know I feel like it's it's a little ridiculous at this point for him to consider coming back or even come back I mean I don't think anybody wants this. I don't think Stephanie, Nick Khan, Triple H, I don't think anyone in the company wants this. So 
I don't know. It, it could just be Vince wanting to do it. And Vince does still own the majority of the stock. So if he did want to come back, he doesn't need the okay to come back. He could just come back. But mm-hmm. like, who, really, who are you serving at that point? Like, you're just serving yourself, and it's probably not for the best interest of the company. Agreed. I mean, not only that, but still, he still needs. Uh, he may have sent of the votes, but the stockholders are going to be really pushing it. No, he's stay your ass away, stay home. Don't be. Oh, no, we don't want you. I don't even want that. No, I don't even want to see you. Just enjoy life with your girlfriend. I know your girlfriend's pissed off, and all these allegations came out too. Just stay home, Vinny. Stay home. Uh, you see, Keep dying your hair. I don't know if you saw the picture yeah. of him with the, the dark oh. brown hair. <laughs> Keep dying your hair, pal. Yep. Keep yeah. dying that hair. <laughs> no, nobody wants him back. I don't, I don't think he should just stay, stay retired. But. All right. The topic of the night, which I feel that it is the debate of the week because De Niro called this one. He wants to bring this up. So let me play the debate of the week for you, ladies and gentlemen, because this is a debate that. You know what? I didn't bring it up last week, but I've been waiting for De Niro to, he- to hear his thoughts about it. So where is that damn video, man? So it's hard <laughs> to find all these damn videos that I have here. Jesus, I'm debating over. Love that. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Triple H severely underwhelmed. Because of the talent that he's, he's brought back, they haven't done performed quite what he expected. But here's the biggest this is a good question. Whose fault is that? Who's at fault? So, Dinner on the Floor is yours. This is your topic of the night, the bait of the week here. Let the people have it. I, I feel like Triple H is at fault. And I'm not saying it's not just Triple H, it's the, it's the writing team in general, right? You know, I, I feel like. When you, you brought back a lot of talent. You brought back a lot of talent all at once, too, and just threw them into storylines. And, you know, we expected the main roster fans and the casual fans to be familiar with people like Johnny Gargano. So when he returned, he didn't return back to NXT. He returned right to the main roster. People like Candice LeRae, uh, people like Dexter Loomis. And he kind of threw them into storylines with the people already supposed to know who they are without reintroducing them to the WWE, right? And I, I think wow. that if he reintroduced these characters slowly and didn't do like a major overhaul and bring everybody back almost at once because it was like pretty much every single week someone else was returning, I think that if you slowly integrated them into the product, it would have been better because the casual fans are not necessarily tuning in to Tuesday night's Black and Gold NXT to know the story of Dexter Loomis and that he's – a bit of a psychopath or to know the story of Johnny Gargano. And I know that, um, let's see what Tim says. I think his booking, that would be the fault more than the wrestlers. Maybe cross has underwhelmed. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of people talk about cross as well. I feel like cross's package overall is fucking amazing. I love that. He has like the complete package here on the main roster with Scarlet and the music and the entrance, but what up, Dan? I do feel like he has, pretty much, you know, underwhelmed in the ring. I think that when he has, like, these short sprints and he's able to put on, like, these short compact matches where he just goes in and beats ass, like, that's cross at his best. When he has these longer matches against guys like Drew McIntyre, you start to see him exposed a little bit. And I love cross. I feel like they just need to 
cater to his positives and hide the negatives. So kind of like, you know, I'm a big ECW fan, kind of like what Paul Heyman used to do in ECW. He didn't have the best wrestlers. Guys like the Sandman, they're not good wrestlers, but he knew what the Sandman did well. So he kept that as his character. Guys like New Jack wasn't a good wrestler, but he knew what was New Jack's positives. So he accentuated that. Maybe Cross is not a guy that goes 20, 30 minutes in a match. Maybe Cross is a guy who's better off in five to 10 minute TV matches. So give him more of those style matches. This way he doesn't look like he's exposing himself in there. Um, no pun intended to Mandy Rose. But yeah, I think that um, at this point it's just basically booking. I, I feel like the wrestlers he brought back are all very talented. You can't tell me that it's anything with their talents. So it, 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 just down to booking. Johnny Gargano's been in this fucking never-ending feud with the Miz for like the last oh, like God. 15 weeks. Trying to crack like funny dad jokes and shit on the Miz. Like, is that really the best way to promote and book Johnny Gargano? Like that that's down to Triple H. That's down to the writing team. That's not down to the wrestlers. So he could be underwhelmed with these wrestlers, but if they're not writing the show and they're not writing their own storyline then how could you fault them for un- being underwhelmed? And you can't fault the fans. You can't fault the fans for not getting behind some of these characters because most of them probably don't know who they are. You didn't really introduce them. This is, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say this because this is the shit that I gave AEW for how long? How long did I say AEW needs to show video packages and they bring in these guys from Japan but don't tell you who they are and expect you to know who they are? It's the same thing. You bring back a giant Gargano to a casual fan on Raw and SmackDown who may not be familiar with what he did in NXT, and of course there's not going to be much reaction for him. If you do the same thing for Dexter Loomis and you do the same thing for Hit Row and all them, like you have to slowly bring them back and reintroduce them, and I don't think Triple H did that properly. Yeah, uh, this is a tough call. I want to see what Devin says. Honestly, I don't think he feels underwhelmed because Papa H knows the process. Remember, it was reported, not confirmed. No, yeah, yeah, very true. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, that's uh, based off the rumors, that that's the idea of the rumor, but yeah, who knows if this shit's even true? Like, fucking yeah. fuck dirt cheats who always F them dirt cheats, right? If it's a slow news week, they're, they're gonna give you some bullshit, which is surprising why they even reported this because this is just hearsay and it is a very Busy Newsweek, so I don't even think that this needs to be reported by the fucking dirt sheets. No, we're here to give our opinions, ladies and gentlemen. So I mean, that's it. We're just opinionators, right. we're not facts. But in this one, it's tough because you know how to mention it. It's a process. It is because I mean, I feel that Hunter wants, you know, I think Paul Levesque wants to end this year with okay, let me bring these guys back, and then I'll start fresh, beginning my new chapter in during the Royal Rumble. Um, however, I did mention before that this is this whole December. There's no events for you. You have opportunity where to put these individuals that you returned that you brought back. This is the opportunity. There's still enough time. So I mean, it's a, it's still a process. You know, he brought him back during what SummerSlam. It all began in SummerSlam, and then from there. So I mean, he's he's trying to possibly end whatever storylines were already, you know, already were there were there already before Vince left. This is probably already storylines that there were already in place, and he just wanted to get them out of the way. Probably doing Vince a favor. Here you go. So you can see what I'm doing. And here I'm, I'm slowly getting transitioning towards my era. I'm not, I know Bigly mentioned the comments too. Hall. Oh, we should be concerned, criticize Levesque. Um, not yet. I still, 
It's too soon. See, there's a difference. Khan has three, what, three years going on four with AEW. This man has been there longer. However, this is the first time now that he's in charge. So, of the main roster. Not the NXT, but the main roster. So, it's going to take some time. Look how long it took for him in NXT. Look how long it, when he barely started, how much he convinced, hey, I need this performance center. I need it took a lot, and it was a lot over their budget at that time. But he made it work. Well, how long it took him? It's not going to happen all in one, you know, two two months or so. It takes time in order to see what progress we'll see out of these individuals he's brought back. Uh, I'm still going to be patient about it. I'm going to wait until, until when we see the Mania card, then we can criticize. Until then, I'm not going to criticize anything. I don't feel that he feels underwhelmed. I think right now he's just picking to see, and not only that, giving the writers the opportunity. Show me what you got, and if it works, we'll try it. I think he's doing a better job with that than Vince has. Vince at the end, fuck, fuck this power, I don't want it. Give me something else. Ah, you know, he gets upset. So, <laughs> But here, in the, in the other hand, you know, Paul is giving that opportunity to the writers, and now they have to show what they got. And he Especially even even the senior writers, you know, like, hey, do do do, you know, Michael Hayes got to show up, Bruce Pritchard got to show up, you know. So these are other individuals that really got to step up their game, and no pun intended, but still, you know, the game means Triple H. But still, it's 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 too too soon for me to criticize and to give my opinions of, you know, the underwhelming quote on it. I think it's I'd rather wait until Mania to find out where. And everybody that he brought back, where they stand and where they're put at that point. I mean, that's how I feel. I don't know if you feel the same, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I feel like regardless if these rumors are true or not, the shows are still night and day better than the Vince McMahon Raw and SmackDown. Like, Triple H's underwhelming shows are still better than what we were getting before this. So I don't care. I, I'm still enjoying the product. I, I feel like Raw and SmackDown and NXT – at this point, even with these rumors, it's still must-watch television for me. Absolutely. And you know what? And Braun SmackDown has been, you know, been better to watch. They're actually, well, now they're more watchable. I know three hours is hard. You know, fuck, fuck, it's hard for me to watch three hours of Raw. But it's just, but then, you know, like, oh, there's certain things that I'm like, yeah, all right. The show, yeah. the show is good. It flies by and you don't even realize they are, you're on hour three. And it's like, oh, wow, this is going by fast. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, oh, I man. agree with that too. I can't wait for that. I gotta do it for you. Gotta do it because you got oh, you got me goosebumps right now. Son of a bitch. Why did you let me do this? Why? Because I will go fucking Flanders and be fucking DIY in the main roster. Oh, we had oh, it for that really short time period. If you remember when they first came up, yeah, DIY, but, but it was like what, two, three weeks. Like I DIY I was soon. Awesome. Uh, Chapa got injured, right? Or who was it? Was it Chapa or was it Gargano? I think Chapa got injured. Yeah. Fuck. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you're right. Chapa oh, seems to get injured every time he's like on a roll and about to do something really special. He gets injured. So. Oh yeah, that's, that's the business. That's the nature of the business. That is the nature of the business. All right, let's move on because we got director coming in in a few. And of course, he is only AEW. All right, very quick. They brought it back. 
They trade market the king and queen of the ring. But here's, here's the question. I mean, should it be on a regular TV platform, Raw, SmackDown, or should they really make this a pay-per-view? I mean, I fucking miss it. I want a pay-per-view. I feel what they should do is make a king of the ring pay-per-view. The winners of the queen and king faces the champions at SummerSlam, how I was back in the old school days. I think I, I would like that. I mean, I don't know. If, I would. I think the the last type of story like that was when Brock Lesnar, when he beat The Rock, went to SummerSlam, you know, dethroned The Rock, become the champion. I would like for this pay-per-view, I mean, for this king and queen of the ring to be a pay-per-view. I don't know how you feel. Do you feel it should be on a platform or a pay-per-view? I, I feel like it should be a pay-per-view. Growing up, one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year was King of the Ring. And I love that you had that incentive of winning the King of the Ring because you would get that title shot at SummerSlam. I feel like that that's a cool way to do it. Having King of the Ring on a Raw and SmackDown, it just feels like any other tournament. And the King of the Ring should have more prestige than that. So we, we see that Triple H is getting rid of some of these pay-per-views like Hell in a Cell and other pay-per-views. So like, why not replace it with a classic like King of the Ring? I think that that would be a great move. It always mm. felt more special when it was a pay-per-view and not just on Raw and SmackDown. There's there's so many tournaments that happen in wrestling on regular TV already. What makes this special? What makes this different? Have it as a pay-per-view again. And I love I used to love back in the day the way they used to do um if you remember like 95, 96 when uh they would have like the entrance and the, the two little jesters open up the door like in the entrance way, like have the fucking whole setup on the side, like that shit used to be special. Like I, I missed that. Bring that shit back. Mm. Mm. Oh man, good call. I geez, fuck yeah, definitely. Uh definitely needs to be a pay-per-view. Oh man. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm gonna see uh see what they do with it. So yeah, let's all right. Of course, we all knew it. And I'm not mad about it, even though the world is, you know. But William Regal is confirmed he's returning to WWE, but as a VP of what? And and if you had the opportunity as a fan, where would you put him? So De Niro, where would you put William Lord or William Regal? Oh, he's, you little, uh, you the mask, you mask man. Just yes. <laughs> well, first of all, I would get rid of the Lord William Regal gimmick. I'll bring back the real man's man gimmick. He's a man. He's a man, man. Yo, what the fuck were they thinking? Anyway, <laughs> I have no idea. To be honest, I have no idea. Well, I see so many people criticize. Oh, AEW should have used William Regal better. Just remember, the WWE had him as the real man's man. All right, fuck out of here. Anyway, I think that it, anywhere that you put him, he's going to do great. I think that it's cool that he's back in the WWE. Um. There was rumors that he wanted to come back to be a mentor for his son who signed to the WWE. I think that he'll play a big role. Killer, man. I'm sorry. That's all good. I think he'll play a big role also for when NXT Europe pops off. Like, he'll be perfect for that role as well. But, um, yeah, vice president. Uh, fuck it. Just make him vice president of the company. Like, the guy is talented. He earned it. And, like, we all know the type of mind that William Regal has. We were all begging for AEW to put him in a creative position because of how smart this man is. So I think that anywhere you put him in the company, he's going to do amazing. And I'm glad that he's back in the WWE just because we know that that's where he wants to be. You know, he never wanted to leave NXT. He was released by the WWE. 
So we know that this is where he wants to be. So I'm glad that he's going to be where he wants to be. Even though I do love what he did in AEW, the Blackpool Combat Club was fucking awesome. I love the fact that he got to work with guys like Moxley and Danielson and got to really mentor somebody like Willer Yuta, where now where he leads Willer Yuta as a bigger star in AEW than where he was before William Regal came. So that mm-hmm. was really cool. But like I said, we all know that this is where he wanted to be. So I'm glad that he's back home. Uh, me too. I'm very happy. And man, make that man to be the next Pat Patterson for Paul Levesque. In, That's you what know, he was in NXT. Yeah. And I, I know Bigley mentioned, oh, go back to him. No, let Michaels run that. That's Michaels' baby now. Mm. Let him take care of NXT, which has been fantastic, by the way. But, you know, let now Rigo come and help Paul with the main roster. Be the Pat Patterson, like Vince McMahon had as Pat Patterson. Have him be this right-hand man. Make him your AVP or your VP of creative, too, as well. And let Paul just say, all right, cool, I trust you. Anything that involves was helping the main roster and the talent to put him up there, by all means, I'd rather have Regal to be involved with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, very quick, want to get your thoughts. De Niro, because it's been a while, so give us your thoughts. NXT Deadline. NXT Deadline was really fun. I really enjoyed the show, and also I really enjoyed the the watch-along that you did with, uh, with Dom and Devin. Really cool watch along, so good shit. Um, oh, I thought the show was good. I, I like the concept of the the Iron Survivor or whatever they call it. Yeah, the yeah, Iron the Survivor Iron Challenge. Survivor. Yeah, I like the concept. It's different, and you know, after watching wrestling all these years, it's hard to find something that's truly different. Um, it reminded me of those old scramble matches. You remember the uh, the scramble matches that SmackDown and Raw had, like in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yes. Um, it reminded me of that. Plus, it reminded me of the King of the Mountain matches with the penalty box. So I thought that oh, was really cool. Yes. Um, shout out to Roxanne Perez, who um, not only won, but similar to appreciate this, gave me a lot of points on the fantasy booking. So thank you for that, Roxanne. Uh, especially with her winning the title also this week. Woo! My points were going up. But anyway, I, I, I'm a big fan of Roxanne Perez. Was a big fan of her in Ring of Honor as Roxy. So really cool for her to win. And as cool as Grayson Waller is, and I like Grayson Waller, I just feel like it would have been a lot better if Carmelo Hayes won that matchup just because I've been dying to see Carmelo Hayes versus uh, Ron Breaker. I'm sure we'll still get that before Carmelo Hayes ca- gets called up to the main roster. But overall, good show. I really did enjoy that main event between Apollo Cruz and Braun Breaker. I thought they put on a good matchup. And Braun Breaker showing that he could high fly just like Apollo Cruz too, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I, I, uh, I forgot about that one too. But Alba to Fire, too. The, the matchup with Alba Fire, and I forgot the other lady's name. I, I need to watch more NXT to be honest. Uh, but I, that's her name. I led on. That's her name. I, all right, yeah, I, I, I think that it was a good matchup until the ending. Like, I, I'm not all for that, you know, Papa Shango fucking voodoo black shit coming out the ref's mouth like that that's corny to me <laughs> nxt is supposed to be the alternative so it's like that shit's just corny to me um besides that the rest of the show was a banger great great show great day because that came after i'm sure we're gonna talk about ring of honor that came after oh, we're gonna get into the ring of honor show so great day for wrestling saturday was oh man and the ufc everything man yes but and the nxt UFC, yeah 
Whew, boxing team, everything. But this deadline was banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. Yes, it was Rich Holland like that. I, you know, I always wonder why Pete Dunn was. Yeah, he, he was making him red too. He was making a mark. He saw Rich Holland. <laughs> the camera guy was like, "What the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck are you doing to him, man? Like, poor guy." Poor guy, you're just punching the shit out of him. But right, <laughs> oh, but I enjoyed it. Everything overall, I, I mean, shout out again to the tribal chief and you know Dom. We did a fantastic, you know, watch along. I, awesome, man. Wow. I had a good time. I had a lot of fun. All right, and now yeah, let's get into it. Oh, uh, Ring of Honor final battle. Yes, I hesitated. I know people like no, you know. I, Remind you, everybody feels different. Everybody has their own cup of tea, how they feel about things, okay? But this, I didn't mention it on, on the watch-along before we even started. I wasn't really happy about this event. I did enjoy, of course, the, you know, FTR and the Briscoes. That was one of, of course, the match of the night for that event. Uh, did not, I really was not a fan of the ending of the Jericho and Claudio match. I wish it could have ended better. But I get it, you know, the what it makes to spin one out, you know, the spin around like a deadly, oh my god, like I have to, what my head is spinning. Oh but yeah. it's okay. One thing I, I I didn't like Juice Robinson's dress in short tights, man. He needs to have worn those long pants, bullet club again. He needs to have that. I just want to throw that out there. He looks he looks weird. He looks like man, he looks reminds me of NXT. Like fuck. Yeah, he looks oh. like uh, CJ Parker again. Yes, I don't want it. Oh, oh no, don't do this to my boy Juice, man, because that's horrible. Right. I, I love Juice Robinson. Pants on. Oh man, <laughs> we'll break it down to there. Give us your you know take overall for final battle. I thought that final battle was a good show. Um, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Ring of Honor later. I got a bit of a good announcement for the rest of DeLorean. We'll talk about that later. But I went to a bunch of Ring of Honor shows, like from 2004 all the way to 2014, 15. I went to a bunch of shows. And one show that I caught almost every year, when they were in the tri-state or in Philadelphia, I always saw Final Battle live. And Final Battle is Ring of Honor's WrestleMania-style show. I don't know if it's the presentation. I don't know if it's because they have all these AEW wrestlers on here. But this did not really feel like a Ring of Honor show. Besides the commentary, this just felt like an AEW pay-per-view. Like, this felt like an AEW show. It looks like AEW light. And I want Ring of Honor to have their own identity I hope that we get more of an identity for Ring of Honor when they go with their own show. Um, it's just that this did feel like an AEW show. The, the you know they're in the big venues and all that. Like it doesn't feel like Ring of Honor to me yet. I feel like Ring of Honor needs to come back fully for it to feel like Ring of Honor. But overall, the show I thought was good. Um, the opening matchup was good until that little botched ending with the with the referee and then fucking. Roosh and Jurelistico, whatever his name is, beat the shit out of AR Fox. That was fucked up. Um, it was. I got to say, was. like, I feel like Willer Yuta and Daniel Garcia had a banger of a matchup. These guys oh, yeah. are amazing together. Great chemistry with each other. Uh, Briscoes versus FTR may be, in my opinion, their best matchup that they had and probably the best tag matchup of the year, I would say. 
was this double dog collar matchup between these two teams. They beat the living shit out of each other. Oh, it's my God, man. Tag team matchup that will be better than this matchup. Um, I put this over Street Profits versus Usos. I put this over everything. Like, I put this over the other two matches between these two teams. Um, main event was really good. The main event, I liked it. And I, I thought the finish was a little weak because we never saw the swing as a submission hold. But I thought besides that, the, the action was good. Samoa Joe looked like a monster. I feel like Samoa Joe is back to his old self. Like, hey, Chris, what's good, my man? Just hanging out, man. Drinking some water, coffee, and vitamins. The That's victory. what's up. Missed you. Oh, I'm right here. I'm always right here. Seven, <laughs> I almost said 714, which is my old area code, but 818, <laughs> yes, now. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Samoa Joe looks like a million bucks lately. He's been killing it. Uh, this match with Juice was really good. Um, and, yeah, like I said, overall, the action was good. Um, I love the females matchup. I think that's really cool that Athena is Ring of Honor Women's Champion. That was a great matchup. It, it delivered in ring. I thought that it definitely delivered in ring. I thought it was a great show. I just feel like it was just like little things that took away from it, like the, the botch in the opening matchup and then Roosh beating the shit out of AR Fox. That was fucked up. But besides that, I thought that in ring, it was a great show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the in-ring was great. It just, for me, everything was just like, what the fuck is going on? You know, that just, that's just me, you know, but I, I have to go back and rewatch it again to concentrate more because, I mean, look at me wrong. Like I said, it wasn't a bad show in-ring wise, but the plot wise, story wise is what disappointed me. It's just that there was no buildup. Like it wasn't enough build. Oh, hell yeah, you know, and then announcing Briscoe's FTR in the last minute of the show, like, that's what really got me, like, oh, you know. This is why they need that's their own just... show. I mean, you, Ring of Honor only had three shows this year. Like, they only had three shows the whole year. So it's hard to build to each show when most of the time that they had was also on AEW. So, of course, AEW is going to give most of their storylines to AEW. Ring of Honor was like an afterthought on AEW television, and then you expect the afterthought to be building up to these big super shows, of course the shows are going to come off underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. I mean, definitely is. All right. Uh, uh, All right. We're almost there, Director. We just got two more things to knock it off, and then we'll start with Dynamite. Which I actually want to get your opinion about it. You know? Well, before we do Dynamite, Ring of Honor, no TV deal. But they are bringing the Honor Club app, and they're getting New Japan involved. So now they're going to be having the, the Honor Club app again, and now they're going to be having the weekly shows. But the question is, we don't know where, at the Universal Studios in Florida, or they're going to do it during when they record uh, Dark Elevation or Dark. Uh, they haven't announced more details yet, but we know that he couldn't get a TV deal, so he used the application. So was this a good move or a bad move? So And what's New Japan involvement? Are we gonna see maybe again uh worlds collide between them? You know, you know, of course, between them and New Japan and maybe involved, or what's gonna or what do you think is the future for this honor club app, you know, app and now what, what does honor club offer currently that's successful? Like I don't I have no idea what the app is. Well, what this app offers is a library. Wait, no, what does it currently offer right now? What sorry, say again. The Ring of Honor video library is currently on there from 2002 all the way to 2022. That's the only thing the app has. Yeah. 
And oh. it's only ten dollars a month. So it's not like fight. It's not like a ESPN where you have or DAZN where you have a bunch of other successful. Yeah, it's just Ring of Honor. And it's it's already existed for a while. Like it's already. This was their streaming platform before Tony Khan brought it. They they had it for a couple years, and then they Ring of Honor started... did. Yeah, Ring of Honor did it on their website. Then they shut it down for a little bit, and now they reamped it, and now it's an app. Before it wasn't an app. You had to go on the Ring of Honor website to see it. Okay. Now they have the app for it. I get it. So it was okay. So yeah. Uh, so it's kind of it's an in-house app. It's not a third-party company that they're going to that already has successful branding. And now that they couldn't uh, come to a TV deal, they're like, all right, let's just go to our own app, I guess. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Do people care enough? Is I see New Japan on the screen. Does that mean that it's also going to be on that app? There. So Tony Khan announced on the scrum for the Ring of Honor show that Ring of Honor, they had a working relationship with uh, New Japan before he brought the company. So they're going to be working together. New Japan and Ring of Honor are going to be working together on the weekly Ring of Honor show on the app. So this way, AEW could just be dedicated to AEW wrestlers. We're not going to see an influx of New Japan guys coming in all the time. And then Ring of Honor storylines, they're going to keep that all on the Ring of Honor side. So I guess all that means is we'll see more New Japan guys with the Ring of Honor roster for the Ring of Honor TV show. But we will see New Japan guys in Ring of Honor on the Ring of Honor app. Yeah. It won't be New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, they have their own app. Yeah. Yeah. uh, We'll see. It's an experiment. I don't think it's going to go very well because uh, depending how much it is, I mean, yeah, you're basically paying to watch just one company on one app that has one thing plus a library. So, yeah, I mean, there's no overhead for them, I guess. So it's better than nothing. Right. So it's not like they have to pay ESPN and compete with NFL. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, your, your thoughts on the room. Go ahead. Take it away. I mean, I w- of course, we we're all hoping for something better than this. We were hoping for a TV channel, at least. Like, if it wasn't going to be on Warner, then maybe another TV partner would pick them up. I feel like this is just to get the show off the ground and then, you know, maybe have something to show TV channels in a year or so. Like, I don't think that this is the final destination for Ring of Honor. I, I think that this is just the time being so they could get it off the ground. And then you could build a buzz behind it and then take it to a Warner and be like, listen, we, we've been doing the show for, you know, about a year. It's got a buzz. We could, you know, put this before Rampage or whatever they want to do. Like, I don't think that this is the final destination. Um, I know a lot of people are complaining about it. Like, this is basically what WWE did with NXT with the network. You know, NXT before it was on USA was on the WWE network. So, like, I could understand them having a weekly TV show that they do on their app. It's just, you know, we all expected a TV channel. We didn't expect it to be on an app. So I'm not mad at it. I actually downloaded the app. Um, pretty awesome. They do got the video library dating all the way back to 2002. Really, really cool shit. Like, I I like the app. It's very user-friendly. Um, I don't know how I feel about paying $10 just for the, you know... Oh, ten dollars! Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> I don't pay that for ESPN. I, I get ten bucks. I get like Hulu, ESPN, Paramount Plus. Holy fuck! Ten dollars oh, yeah. for honor. I was thinking like four ninety nine, maybe. Jesus Christ! 
Yeah, you, you put that uh back up for Devin. How does the Honor Club app grow their audience? Seems like it's for a niche audience. That's a good point too. Like it's very niche. Well, and yeah, I think, you're not gonna get casual fans like stumbling exactly. across one. What the fuck's this? This doesn't build. This doesn't grow Ring of Honor at all. Ring of Honor was better just fusing with AEW like they had it for like the last couple months. Like this doesn't grow their audience, especially if you're going to do it in Universal as well. What money are you going to make off Ring of Honor if you're in Universal Studios? We all know when Impact ran shows there, it's free for the people to go there. It's it's free. You can't sell tickets in Universal Studios. So the fans will be there for free. So you're not making any money off attendance and you're expecting people to pay for a $10 app. I feel like this is going to be a big loss for Tony Khan. I don't think that he's going to be making much money off of Ring of Honor until he builds up more of a buzz for it. But then again, how do you build a buzz for something that you're expecting people to pay $10 to even learn about? Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue there and the biggest question. Uh, we just have to wait to see if it succeeds. And I, I really don't feel it will. I mean, I, it, there has to be more marketing to, for it and to get us invested to invest $10 for an application. Get me wrong. Of course, we want the library. I think that's one of the advantages he has. But in regards of you have instead of Jericho, now you have Claudio as your main guy who's going to be representing the company. You have Yuta as well. You have uh, the Briscoes that you cannot put on television, which is a major factor why they couldn't get a TV deal. But now they're your tag champs. You have Samoa Joe. You have Athena now. And you have the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. Uh, the, the thing is, are they marketable? Are they able to get people to like, yeah, I want to see it? You know, because they're, they're already so used to seeing him at Dynamite or or in Ring of, or Dark or Elevation, it's going to cause a problem. It's like, nah, well, why am I going to pay 10 bucks? Probably the 10 bucks you'll pay is for the library. That's probably it's the only thing I would library, say. Yeah. I feel like they're going to rely too much on the New Japan talent, too. I feel like that's why they announced it with it. So people are going to go into it expecting to see Okada and Tanahashi. And because you can't tell me that people are going to pay $10 to see Brian Cage. Like I'm a big Brian Cage fan, but you haven't built these guys up enough for them to be stars like that. So it's like, yeah. you're not going to pay $10 to see Willie Yuta and Claudio when you can see them for free on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Last topic. On, you would probably make more money putting that shit on YouTube. Put the shit on YouTube for free. Get the ad revenue yes. from Google AdSense. You'll make more money that way than fucking asking people to pay $10. Have the Honor right. Club app. That's good to have an app. Have an app where they have the video library. Put the fucking show on YouTube. Come on. Like, mm. you can't pay for something that people don't know about. Mm. And it's a shame because Ring of Honor is by far one of my favorite companies of all time. It's I always say it's the company that got me back into wrestling. Almost fell out of love with wrestling. Ring of Honor is what got me back into wrestling. So it's a shame that this is the route that they're going because it's like, it's such a great product if people knew about it. And I expected Tony Khan, the guy who's already on TV, to build enough buzz so people know about it. But there's been a year and people still don't know about it. And now we expect it to be successful on an app for $10. Uh, thank you very much, John, for tuning in. Appreciate sure, you. you. Well, man, you fucking made a good point. Let's fucking go! You make a point. Hey. All right, before we get into Dynamite, I just want to get out of the way, all right? So now, because it's, it's big. Why I say it's big? Because now, Sasha Banks, WWE, since the summer, she agreed to go attend the New Japan. She's going to Wrestle Kingdom. She'll be there. 
and she'll be working some dates. This is where we're going to the, the dates are what dates? It, it, you know, I'm, she's not going to work on Wrestle Kingdom. She's just going to be in attendance. And hey, I'm assuming she's going to challenge the winner for the for the IWGP Women's Belt. And I'm pretty sure she's going to work New Year's Dash because they announced New Year's Dash. They're not going to announce whatever theme song comes out. You're facing that opponent, which is awesome. Uh, she's working certain dates, and of course, the Soraya, you know, tease. Hey, you know, the women's tag team division in AEW could work. Oh, I might have a partner in mind. So it's like she has the liberty to work anywhere she wants. The clause is not there. They came to her and attorney came to the agreement that the non-clause is gone. So now she's officially a free agent. Because now, now we know why all those trademarks were because she's changing her name. Obviously, she can't own Sasha Banks, of course. Duh. Mm-hmm. But man, are you excited to see the free agency of Sasha Banks? Are you excited to see where could she go? Uh, do you feel like she might just stay? Would she go to AEW permanently or just a visit and, and then and still every, everywhere else? Are you excited, director? Or how do you feel about Sasha Banks' free agency now? Um, I know she's been doing the the cryptic tweet thing where some fan said something like, I can't wait to see you. And then she replied with like, I'll see you sooner than you think. Um, you know, and we never know what that means. Uh, Alistair Black did that, and he obviously just went back to AEW. We were all like, oh, shit, he's coming back to Raw or whatever. Uh, it's unfortunate that she didn't get to sign. Uh, I don't know what deal was offered or if it was not offered at all. Um, or maybe they just have yet to come to a deal. Just because she's a free agent and did not renew her no-compete clause does not mean that she cannot still go back to WWE. She yeah, just no has... She is just now legally allowed to listen to offers from other companies. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to kind of just do that. Uh, that doesn't mean she may not go back to WWE, but it also now means that she is legally allowed to go wherever she wants to. Uh, I would like to see her back in WWE. Um, the women's division isn't hurting, but it is better with her in it. And I will always associate her with that brand. Mm, mm, De Niro. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Like, I feel like, She's perfect in WWE. I think that this is big for New Japan. This is really cool for them, especially if they're trying to get a women's division up and running. Um, I could see Sasha doing some shots with New Japan and shots with AEW, like maybe things that she was interested in doing while she was in WWE. But I do feel like this leads to her eventually re-signing with the WWE. I don't think that she signs with anybody else. I think that this is just going to be like as a free agent, working with other companies, doing one-offs here and there. But, yeah, I really can't see her in any other company long-term signing a contract but in the WWE. So I think that this is just going to be cool little appearances here and there. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I think for me, I feel that she wants to explore. I mean, look at me wrong. I mean, she is a WWE for life. Uh, you know, she's a homegrown talent. I mean, she, you know, she only did a few independent circuits before she became Sasha Banks, you know, but which was in WWE. I feel that she wants to explore, you know, freelance a little bit. I want to work in New Japan. I want to work for Stardom. I'm going to want to work for, you know, Toko, Tokyo Yoshi Pro. Work to Japanese girls, but she's been watching and she also acknowledges them. She mentions them. You know, she says, you know, these are the idols that I idolize from Japan, and I watch her matches. Lucha Libre women as well. She might want to go to CML and venture out there. AEW, I mean, she could go. It would be great. Don't get me wrong. It will 
blast the women's division like more than what it is now with uh, such you know talent that they have in the women's roster for an AEW. Uh, but it will elevate it more. But was she a permanent stay? I don't think so. I think she's more exploring and venturing out to see what probably to get that itch back. You know, that that could be another thing. You want to get that wrestling itch back. And she's mentioned before that she's like, Man, I'm done, I'm tired of this. I just, you know, you lose your, you know, you lose it, you lose your passion out of it. She probably wants to spark that passion back and be that mm. Sasha Banks that she originally was in NXT. Um, when she came to the main roster the first time, I mean, I, I I hope nothing for the best for her, and I'm excited to see what she's gonna do in New Japan. I I'm excited, and mind you, this New Japan is the first promotion that's gonna have AEW roster talents, it's gonna have WWE talent and Impact talents. It, it, it's like fuck, it's never ending. It's like fuck, New Japan is the staple of all these promotions, you know, that I want to work with. So. And Noah too, you know, it's I'm excited, man. 2023 is gonna be a banger of fucking pro wrestling, man, because a lot of shit is cracking. And I and I am so happy. Uh <laughs> so Raven, I mean why call you Raven? Why did he call you Raven? <laughs> uh, you Raven, never more. Hey, Raven, Raven was my favorite wrestler from like seventh grade to ninth grade, so I ain't mad at that at all. <laughs> Quote the director evermore. Nevermore. I used to remember Never all of his more. little fucking speeches and shit. You know, it's such a Raven mark. It's so funny. I love Raven. You know, this shit. Well, I mean, this is just an adventure, you know? I, I'm i excited if she does come back, but we'll wait and see. It, it's, man, I'm just excited. We'll get it. That's going to be another topic for another time. But you know, what's time, ladies and gentlemen? It is time. It's time. It's time. It's beta time. It's not Vader time, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for... That is right, Dino Mike. That happened, of course, 24 hours ago. Winter's coming, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. And it was... I said the crowd made it livid. I enjoyed it. Uh, but, man, let's get into the action here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited. Let's get into the Trails matchup. Match numero cuatro. And I'm happy that they finally opened the show with this because I did mention last week this should not be a main event. That she, I, I was assuming they were going to put it the first hour of the as a main event, but they put it in the beginning. Tony Khan, I've been watching and listening to our show, you know. So thank you, thank you. I know you have, but I really enjoyed this matchup. Of course, now that's triangle with the win because uh, what you know, Jackson, I think it was Matt Jackson. Or was it, yeah, it was a Matt Jackson that got hurt, right? Or Nick? Was it Nick or Matt? Uh, was Nick? It right? was one of Nick. the two. It was definitely one of the two. <laughs> one, young one of the one of them got hurt, and of course, uh, it was a scary moment with his ankle. So, which I'm trying to remember where, but I'm you guys will help. He me did out a corkscrew plancha. He did a corkscrew plancha off the um, the far right side to the outside, right? towards, towards the hard camera to the outside, and. I saw him react immediately. I was like, oh, that doesn't look – that was too subtle of a reaction to be not real. Like, he didn't oversell it. It was like he tried to walk it off. Yeah. Very realistic. I was like, oh, that looks like it fucking hurt. Um, so, yeah. Mm. But, of course, Death Triangle with the win. Penta passing the hammer to Ray Phoenix. 
and got him in that ankle lock and made Nick Jackson tap. And now it's three and one in the series. Of course, we see the aftermath, Kenny Omega. You go, okay, you guys want to play dirty? You just want to fucking play dirty? All right, we're making a false count anywhere for the next matches coming up. So it looks like it's a false count anywhere, no disqualification on the next upcoming matches that are happening. And I mean, I was like I said, I'm happy that it happened for an opening matchup. If if they're going to seven, which they are, leave that for the first hour main event. That's just all I that's just me, but teach his own. But director, take it away. Your thoughts about this opening matchup? I <laughs> let me let me try to find the words. Great opener. I love how they always. I will always say this. I love how they open with a match instead of a mic. Um, that's one of my favorite things about AEW's branding. I was curious how they were going to make me care that this was going to potentially go seven matches, um, and they did it. <laughs> I didn't know how. I didn't know if they were going to. I wasn't looking forward to seven matches. Um, but I I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm cool with the I'm cool with the hardcore match between the six of them. Yeah, let's do that. And now I care again. And now I'm excited. And they did it exactly right when I needed them to do it because I was I was gonna watch all of the matches, but I wasn't gonna be like, I can't wait for this next one. It's gonna be like the other seven. No, I can't wait for the next one because it's not going to be like the other one. So, yeah, they did it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm stoked. Yeah, we're going to see what happens next week. I am tuning in for sure. Mm, absolutely. De Niro. I, I totally agree. Like, I, I was not really looking forward to seeing this matchup seven times because every time you announce a best, best of seven series, it always goes seven. Like, when has there ever been a best of seven series and it's like a clean sweep of four? You know what I mean? You don't see that. So we knew it was going to go seven. And I like how they were telling the story in between the matches of the hammer constantly being used. So I like that, you know, we do have this story going into the next matchup that is going to be hardcore or no DQ because the elites fed up of the hammer being used. So I think that that really did lead. It was a nice halfway mark in this whole series to get you excited for the next one. Um, this matchup itself, they everybody delivered. All six men are so talented. I thought that this was a great opener. When you have any any type of combination between these six guys, you know it's going to be a great fucking matchup. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, did, I did, too. I enjoyed it. It was great. Um, I'm telling you, the chemistry between these six individuals is always – it's a banger, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm hoping to continue with making it the opening matchup until maybe the final one. Which it looks like is going to get to that, and also to Tony Khan did mention that that NBA sound. Dee -dee 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 -dee. Yeah, yep, he bought the rights for it. So in case if anybody asks me, what the fuck? That's supposed to be NBA shit. I'm like, no, he bought the rights for it to use it, so he's using it, and they've been using it on BTE, <laughs> which is hilarious because you see Daniel Garcia and who is it? It's and Private Party talking about you know trying to be like you know. Like the first take, you know, debating who's going to win game, you know, game one, match one, match two, which is great. I love it. I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I enjoyed the matchup. I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't mad about it, but it was, it was a great, it was a great matchup. All right. Let's move on. This is the one that I, I really want to get you guys to take on. it. So, yeah. in. listen, then we're going to come out, but unfortunately, slap nuts. 
That's right. Double J E F. Uh, I can't do that. But I just, I'm not J A double I E double T. It's Jeff Jarrett. Ain't I great? Slap nuts. Yes. Slap nuts. Of course, they came out and attacked the acclaim. And looks like they're going to be the next challengers for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Are you invested, excited, at seeing Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal going after the tag team titles? Take it back to you, De Niro. Take it away. I am. I mean, I don't know if I'm like the only person who is consistent with wrestling podcasts. Talk about how much I love Jeff Jarrett because everybody I know hates this fucking guy. I never had a problem with him. I always thought he was cool. Always liked this shit in TNA. Always liked this shit in uh, WCW. I, I don't know. I was just a Jeff Jarrett fan. But um, I, I, it may have been the guitar. I, I like smashing guitars. So <laughs> I, I feel like I am hyped for this. I think that Jay Lethal like especially Jay Lethal should be getting the shot. Like I think that he's too good of a wrestler to constantly be booked as a loser on AEW. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal make a good team. We saw it at Ric Flair's last matchup. We saw it against uh, Sting and Darby, but that's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me because they did just lose to Sting and Darby and Sting and Darby has never lost a tag team matchup together. So this is a fun fact for the kids at home. Yeah, why, why is it that Sting and Darby never get a tag title shot, especially when they just beat the team that is now going to be getting a tag title shot? I feel like we – I don't know. Like, I don't know if they want Sting and Darby to become tag team champions because then Sting would have to wrestle on a more consistent basis. But I, I, I am excited for this. I like the whole guitar shot on Max Caster. I like that uh, – that uh, Jeff Jarrett brought back the slap nuts. He hasn't said that since WCW days. So really cool to see that. And yeah, I think that it's really cool to see Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett as a team, especially with their history in TNA. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was the man who put Jay Lethal on television for the first time. So this is a cool little team that they have going and I'm all for it. Mm, Okay. Director. Who, who, Who else is there in the tag division? I mean, besides Sting and Darby, which I think makes sense. That I mean, technically, also, they are a tag team, but they're, like, not a tag team. Like, they are two people in a team, but I wouldn't consider them in the tag division, I guess. Um, they're more, like, backup to each other's singles wrestling or whatever. Um, but I think you're right about the Sting consistent basis. You would have to be there every week to defend the titles. Um, that's I get it. But there's no one else left in the tag division that acclaimed I can think of haven't beaten. They beat FDR. They beat Swerving Your Glory. Um, these guys are next and I, I don't hate it. I'm, I mean, I'm entertained by Jeff Jarrett right now. I don't hate him as a human, but I know that he's a heel. So I hate him as a heel, but I like him as a, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. It's, I'm cool with it. I, I got no thumbs down on it. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I know. I'm the fucking hater. I'm going to go look at the tag. I'm going to go look at the tag rankings right now. I am the hater of the, the thing. Like, AEW started out with such a strong tag team division, and now their tag team division is not as strong. And I feel like that's because you know a lot of the teams that were strong in the tag division are now going to focus on the trios division, like the you know, yeah, they haven't updated their dot com, the official AEW website hasn't updated the official rankings as of August 31st. Is that that sucks? Oh, yeah, I don't think I, they're even I, going by rankings anymore. 
I think well, I don't even care about the rankings. rankings. I just want to know who's in the division. Yeah, um, you had, you uh, had. I, I can tell you that yeah, you have the Gun Club, you have Private Party. Who, who's taking on FTR? Private Party, and, who's probably yeah. not ranked. Private Party, they're not at least ranked uh, enough to get top, top flight. Top flight's pretty cool. Top, top flight, yeah, top flight's still there. Um, yeah. You still have you, know, best, you got best friends who are technically in the trios division. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so this this is cool. Friends. I mean, I I'm fine. Because they have Danhausen, so I mean, you have Danhausen as four of them, so you can make it a tag team. It's not really a big deal. Um, who else do you have? Uh, you have Serpentico and uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the fact that you have to think about it isn't good. No, no, no I know. I forgot his partner's name. No, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's, That's my point. But I. Point. You still have, uh, of course, the factory, nope. which we'll get into. Uh, you have uh, a factory. factory. You still have the factory. Um, from uh, but none of those, none, none of who you mentioned. You still have Peter uh, Avalon and uh, Cesar Bernoni. They could be that. But you have work, you have work, work house, work horse, which is JD. Uh, and I forgot his partner's name. Uh, you still, I mean, there's a oh, what's what they're not on their bear country. I forgot their names now. There's something else. Oh, I, I'm just bear country. Yeah, hey, bear country. What the fuck did they call it, like Iron Fist or some shit? Yeah, Iron something that I don't remember what the. But hell the, the point called. is, none of those teams would make sense in the tag title picture right now. Where I, Jeff Jarrett is I, I a top I'll put tough lights. Tough lights are not heat magnets, though. They may be like they're. Are they like technically in jazz or something like that? Or they're with Stokely? No, no. Oh, I forgot oh, about no. two. I forgot about uh, Angelo. Are they in the, and... the firm? Something like that, right? No, 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 no. Top flight. They're, oh, they're, 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 they're faces. Yeah, I, I forgot about two point oh. Private party I, in the firm. Yeah, because that's you know, what private it is. Party, okay. Yeah, yeah. private party. Makes sense. But I mean, I forgot about two point You mentioned them, yeah, Angela Parker and Matt Menard. They're not, they can go after those. A couple too. of sports entertainers and entertainers and the tennis and the tennis. You also get Kingdom, Kingdom, uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Saban. They just signed too. So yes. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, that would be a great team. So, hey, oh my God, I'm so, where's the butcher oh. and the blade? Where have they been? Are they overdoing it? No, they're they're they've been competing. They're fighting tomorrow, um, rampage tomorrow. But it's another one too. Yeah, another tag. You know, there's so there is. It's just that there's no, that there's no story. There's no story building to it. I'm okay if they do a fucking battle royal. If it's maybe even butcher and blade, fine. Build the story from after that. Okay, yeah, we're the next ones. Yeah, we're gonna just take away your titles. Cool. At least it helps keep the claim relevant. Something because right now you FTR is on something else. Right now they're on the losing streak. I think they're gonna take a break, in my opinion. I think that after they drop the triple A titles, if anybody I think that's it, and and the I oh hell yeah, they do. And I think the IWGP titles, which they'll be defending at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, we'll get into that later because I want to get into it with the Nero about that. But um it's just that you know they they're gonna be taking a break. I think they deserve a break. They worked their ass off for what the last two years, I would say, even be even prior, you know, during the pandemic era. They have not taken a break. And, you know, even though we had, you know, last week I was, you know, you know, talking about the rankings where they're at. They're number two in the P- PWI uh, 100 tag teams. There's a reason why, because, you know, they those belts that they, they won, they haven't really used them as much. And now 
it's about that time to drop them and take a break, buddies. I mean, you're still relevant. You'll still be fine. It'll be okay. I mean, FTR ain't going nowhere. It'll be okay. But, I mean, you want to make the tag team championships mean something. And you don't want to lose that and momentum from the acclaim. And you have to give them these type of feuds. I don't mind this feud either, Jared and Jay Lethal. It's just like, fuck, man, Jeff, Jared, Jesus Christ, why? Give me something else, man. I'm, oh. All right, I have a question. What is it about Jeff Jarrett? I mean, he he's in great shape still. Show that he I can don't. still wrestle. I mean. I just, don't like, I just don't like him. I just don't fucking like him. I just don't. Is it like, I, do you I, not like the character or do you not like the professional? Cool, the, char- the, the, the character, the athlete. I know. I mean, like, do you not like the character or the the human playing the character? I just don't like the character. It's just like well, then that in the way that in the way no longer nineteen ninety something anymore. Fuck, get over it. It's no longer nineteen ninety whatever the fuck. It's just get over it. Yes, you're the last outlaw. Fuck it. Okay, I'll give you credit. You did great for TNA. All right, I love you. I love you. Did great for for TNA. You did gave us something that WWE paid attention to. The X Division. I give you that. I uh, behind the scenes, I don't hate the man. I love the man. On the okay, scenes, so you don't you don't like the character the way that I don't like. I don't like. Okay, so it's no secret. I don't like the good old boys. So like, <laughs> I'm not big. I'm not big. I'm like, like with all due respect, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. I'm not into like the. Oh god, let me start with like the Greg the Hammer Valentine style. <laughs> like, like I'm not into like. I'm not into like. The Barry Windham, Art Anderson, like I'm not into the classic NWA guys. Like that's not my vibe. Like, hey yo, yeah. what the fuck? I just, I just, if I, if I was around when that was a thing and I was watching pro wrestling, I probably would have tuned out. So, tell me, he didn't just say that. Can can I just say something? Like, I I totally I'm right there with you, Chris, because. I actually hit up Ivan the other day. I said I might stop covering WCW on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast because I, I can't get behind it, man. It is so fucking boring. Like, <laughs> of this boring ass fucking Southern style wrestling. I can't do it. That, yeah, that, that, I get it. That's me. Me too. The good old yeah. boy style. Like, I just can't. I just, oh, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the style of wrestling. I don't like the personalities. It just is what it is, man. Like, I would never have been behind the Four Horsemen if I was a kid growing up watching the Four Horsemen. I agree. Same here. People look at it. I don't want to drop, drop the hard B, but we know the word, and that's what it is. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's cool. It's, like, it's thank it's you, fun. Shawn Michaels, for coming around when you came around, man, because if Shawn Michaels never showed I up think- the Walker. If the Rockers never showed up when I was five years old, I probably would have never watched pro wrestling. So, yes, See, the, thank you. I'm with you guys, too. Like, I, I didn't grow we were, up. You we were like the Nirvana of wrestling to the to the Motley crew that was well, already too much. Well, well, I grew up more with the Golden Era. But, see, the thing is that I enjoyed those those Hogan, the Savages, the Jakes, the Million Dollar Man. That's fine. I don't, count those, I don't count those as good old boys. I don't count – I. Those are icons, and those are larger than life <laughs> comic book characters, and those were different than the good old boys. Yeah, well, I mean, you talk uh, yeah, more like blackjacks, like blackjack Mulligan and shit like that, right? Yeah, like, like, like that, like fucking, um, 
like Red Rooster, like Michael Hayes, like Freebirds were awesome and all that. Yeah, like Terry Taylor's, like. I feel like maybe that's why me and you probably gravitated more towards ECW because it was a lot more colorful. It was a lot more like grunge and all that, where you had different personalities. Where Southern style wrestling was more of just like a tough man competition, like oh I'm tough. It, it was like Roadhouse. It was like the entire cast of Roadhouse had a promo. Oh, shit. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. It was just fucking blonde mullets. Like even Stone Cold with the blonde hair, and um, I just recently saw somebody else who was trying to do the blonde hair back then. I didn't know about. I was like, oh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I get no. Who the rude dudes with attitudes? Who the fuck was that? Whatever that was. Ah, oh, fuck! I forgot. Who the fuck was that? Was that was that um a Johnny Ace or something? No. Oh, you think about the dynamic dudes? No, with, that's uh, dynamic dudes. Dynamic uh, dudes. Uh, so, I hate Johnny Ace was such a good singles wrestler because everything after that was bad. Yeah, but Ace Crusher was like the shit. But everything after that was bad. Who were the rude dudes' attitudes though? That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making this up? Rude dudes with attitudes? Is that oh, is that no, never no. a thing? No, that was I, don't, I don't remember. It sounds familiar, but I, I don't remember. I remember the two dudes we had to. That was Sean and Diesel. When it comes yeah, to... Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this. I grew up with that. I know Southern Style wasn't my cup of tea. Either, the dude, okay, the know? dudes with attitudes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Who was that? Who, who, who El Gigante, Lex Luthor, Paul Orndorff, Rick Steiner, Sting in the Junkyard. Oh, dog. yes. That was... Yeah, that was a stinger. Yeah, so I'm not crazy. Yeah, Thank you. I, don't, I don't even know if the chat. No, answer. no, you're not. You're not. I, I, I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like I'm with you guys. The same. It's just that I applaud. Here's one thing. I appreciate them for what they give us because they're the ones that gave us, you know, what we had in the golden era. You know, um, especially like I, I can go back to, uh, shit. Give me. Uh, Give me a black, you know, Tony Blatcher versus fucking Magnum TA in the steel cage match in NWA. That was fucking spectacular. Go back and look at that match. That was like, this was an I quit match. Like, fuck, these was they beat the living shit out of each other. Like, Bobby Eden, like, I could go back in those times and watch it and enjoy them now. Uh, even though it's still wrestling, but I appreciate what they've done for the business to give us what we're at. You know, with Jared, on the other hand, is like he's the last outlaw, which is why he calls himself that because he's the one like his dad, huh? Jared, Jared, huh? He's just he's that. So, you know, it's just he's the last for the last outlaw of wrestling, which is NWA, we can or Mid South or you know the Crockett Promotions. He's that guy because he and he wrestles that way. If you notice that, and that's what kind of annoys me is like. That's probably why I dislike Jared for that. It's just that his character is like, bro, we're no, we're not. The South is over. That shit is done, man. We can even go back to politics. Like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> I want to fuck. No, that shit is done. The, the, the Confederacy is done, man. That's it. No, none of that Southern wrath. No, I respect. I respect my people. No, I'm just. I'm sorry. I don't go into tangents. Everybody's entrance was Skinner, letter Skinner, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that, dude. Like, stuff my mom probably watched. <laughs> you know what, probably my mom, too. I don't even know, but fuck. It was the Bon Jovi of wrestling. The Bon Jovi, exactly. That's why why I have that the, the pleasure of seeing Jared on TV is like, give these people 
Bruh. You're a young talent to break, but I get it. I love Jeremy Garner. We haven't, had a, we haven't had a comment in 28 minutes. Say hate this content. <laughs> yeah, right. let's say no. They don't love Jared. But let's move no. on. Fuck it. Let's move on. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. I wanted to say very quick before we get into it. Jungle Boy has kept his girl on check because ever since that fucking video that we posted on IG has gone like, wait a minute. Now you don't see. <laughs> now we don't see Anna J no longer accompanied by Angela Parker, how he used to have on Dark Elevation. Ever since that video, no, it has not happened. I'll tell you that right now. So now she comes out with Tay Melo or she coming by herself. And Angela Parker comes out mainly with uh, with Jake Hager now. So I think they're watching. They watch our show. So that's how you know. Jungle Boy's like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. Uh, he put his girl Jungle Boy just made voice? <laughs> I made him, though. Yeah, I had to. I'm pretty sure he told her when he looked at her. He's fickle. They're fickle. I guarantee you that he, he that he did probably do that, you know, because you know he wasn't. You know, it's because you're not feeling Lucy. He wasn't feeling Lucy, but yes, Jungle Boy Brian Cage in this matchup, and then of course Jungle Boy with the win, and then we see the firm Jungle Boy calling out Big Bill, Big Bill, uh, W Morrissey. Um, I just, just, you know, but I, I think they actually officially changed his name on the show to Big Bill too. I, I saw that they trademarked Big Bill. Yes, they did. And I'm just well, like, well, it's the Big Bill. No, <laughs> you can teach that. Oh man, couple haters. Couple haters. Oh man, it was right. bad. It, it had nothing. No fire. No energy. No nothing. It had nothing at all. But and then of course. Here comes the boy, the boy hook baby coming for the rescue as he comes and rescues Jungle Boy. And I was in a, I'm in a group chat with Devin, and of course he called this out, and I hope he's still watching this. Why would a big man like Big Bill would run away from a small man of hook? I I have these two gentlemen who are ECW fanatics who was going to answer that question for you, my travel chief, because this hook is the son of a legend. A son of a former champion. Um, that is Taz. But now we're seeing the next feud. Jungle Boy and Hook versus The Firm. I'm actually, to be honest, now seeing Hook and Jungle Boy as a tag team. Ooh, see, there you go. Why can't we make them as a tag team? Oh, I gotta do it, I gotta do it. Ah! Oh, that'd be sick. I'm sorry. You got a, you got a technician and a high flyer as a tag team. I do not mind it. I just mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, guys, I'm just saying. But take it away, director. I know you want to say something, Hook, because you have your. Yeah, 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 no, I don't like this. Uh, because. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, first of all, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me tell you what I don't like. First of all, I don't like that Brian Cage is on this fucking terrible losing streak. Holy fucking shit, dude. The dude's there like 17, 400 pounds. He's lost like seven of his last. Eight matches, not into well, it. He won oh. the Ring of Honor trios title on the Ring of Honor pay per view. So way to kill his fucking momentum. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Especially to a guy who weighs as much as his bicep. Um, <laughs> now I may not be the biggest Brian Cage fan. I do appreciate his skill set. Um, this Wolverine character, it's a bit much for me. Uh, I go to Planet Fitness, and he would definitely get the Lunk Alert going on. I don't know if you guys know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Uh, besides, besides that, Brian Cage is a phenomenal athlete and pro wrestler because he is both of those things. Dude can do like 450s and power bombs and a power bomb into a 450. It's fucking wild. Uh, that being said, Hook is Team Taz. Brian Cage was Team Taz. Where is the storyline between them not liking each other? Where is the backup? Why? Um, yeah, I just... I think what we're on the verge of is a double switch here. I mean, Hook is already over, and people, I don't think, care enough about Jack Perry. We're supposed to establish Jungle Boy as being a solid single character, and now he's got Hook backing him up. And Hook is way more over than Jungle Boy, and now they're a tag team, and now they're not in I – don't, I don't get it. Like – Keep them singles. We're going to have Brian Cage and Bill Morrison versus – or Morrissey, whatever the fuck his name is. Big Bill. Big Bill. Much easier to remember. Versus Cage or Hook in, in Jungle. I don't – I, I think Jungle Boy turns on Hook at some point, and then I, I guess. I don't know. But I, I'd like to keep them – keep their singles careers on the trajectory that it is. I – I, I, I don't see a potential future for this angle that makes sense to me yet. But do you agree of Hook? I mean, Big Bill getting out of the ring while Hook coming in the ring instead of whooping his ass for a giant head size. Do I agree with Big Bill coming in the ring and then Joe coming in? No, no. Do, do, you, do you agree Big Bill leaving the ring as Hook is coming in the ring instead of staying in the ring and what right. Hook's ass? Do you? I mean, you're supposed to. I mean, Hook is established as one of the goats of AEW. Like, I know that it's like, it's kind of a jokey gimmick, but it's like a serious joke. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what they're trying to establish. Is Hook is so terrifying as a 19 year old prodigy that he even scares dudes that are seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. That kind of makes sense. Um. But not in reality. It makes sense in sports entertainment. So that's what they're doing. Sports entertainment, man. Entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment, man. Entertainment. <laughs> Jesus. I, that's all I got. I just I I I need to know where they think this is going to go. Where I'm like, oh, that was a good idea. Because I'm not there yet. Okay. De Niro, where are you at with this storyline? I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle. Like I feel like why would we waste all this time? We wasted months after months after months of establishing Jungle Boy as a singles guy just to put him back in the tag team. And if you're going to have the small guy and Lee Moriarty team up with the big guy and Big Bill, probably regret breaking up Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus because you would have a perfect matchup there with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. But thank you. I, I also, you know, I feel like they don't know what to do with Hook, so they just put him into these random things like, he was just teaming up with Danhausen, and now he's teaming up with Jungle Boy. It's like, do you have nothing else for this guy? Like, come on. His fucking theme song is a banger, though. Shout out to Axon Bronston. But I, I feel like they really don't know what to do, so they just throw people into tag teams. That's that's the WWE syndrome. We don't know what to do with you. We're going to make you a tag team. And I don't see this team gaining any you know traction. I feel like Disco Inferno booked this shit because if you see Disco Inferno is constantly on... <laughs> This, I you, this, is why, this is why I want you to comment. My apologies. It's like big for running from his life because oh <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a little wild. Like it didn't make sense. Like have have Hook fucking you know 
toss Big Bill with a fucking suplex and have him shocked that he was able to do that, so he backs off. Don't just have him retreat. Like, fucking Hook comes up to, like, Big Bill's knee. Like, come on, he could just squash him. But anyway, I feel like, you know, Disco Inferno booked this shit. They're probably listening to Conan's podcast because Conan's podcast, Disco Inferno is always saying, oh, if you want to really get casual fans, put Hook and Jungle Boy together since they're two good-looking guys. You will have the ladies tuning in because they're two good, young-looking guys. So I guess they were listening to Disco Inferno for this one. Especially, we know Disco Inferno and Jeff Jarrett are friends. So maybe... Oh, yes, I forgot about that. Maybe Gilberti has a little booking power for AEW because he was just mentioning how they should put two of these guys together and then next thing you know, Hook and Jungle Boy are together. Okay. Oh, okay. In regards, just I want to get out of the way, in regards for him running, like, Big Bill running away, that is a... I'm sorry, it's just no. Why would a big man run away from a small man? And I'm like, man, I would have squashed his end. Fuck that, I'm running away. But I, I, that's, yeah, how you mentioned it. David did be quiet. This is why I missed this show. For, I was not on for two weeks. <laughs> I can't wait to be back. <laughs> and, and man, this was not. I'm not. Was I wasn't feeling that moment. However, I do. I know that. Uh, at least it gives one thing. It gives a firm something to do. Um, I do agree, though. One thing. It would have been awesome to see Luchasaurus involved in this one. Have Luchasaurus and Morrison no. going at it. No, no, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Bobby Chulo. Hold on, I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Luchasaurus versus Big Bill. I don't mind that. Um, cool. So at least that would have been an even matchup. Yeah, Lee Moriarty, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Big Bill. Cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. I, I don't mind that. Um, and, I mean, you can have Ethan Page and Hook, maybe. See how that's going to go. I don't know. It just – I think they just started this shit and let's see where it goes. They're throwing shit at the they, wall. Yeah, they're just throwing shit at the wall. And if they did listen to Disco Inferno, well, fuck you, Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. I, I, I don't give a fuck you. Yeah. Look, Disco, Disco Inferno, what do you ever do to you? Because You know why? Because all his matches has been like, eh, because you know what? At the end, I, Nobody cares. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares, Disco. No, I never liked shit. Disco Inferno. I never liked Disco Inferno. It's just like, he's just a of shit. There's about 20 reasons why I'm stop. I'm gonna stop covering WCW on the DeLorean and, and it's Disco Inferno. <laughs> fucking list. I can't stand that shit. That and the fucking American males, fucking uh Scotty Riggs and Buff Bagwell, their fucking theme song. Oh, like, American males, American males, American yo, every single time I'm like, why am I doing this in my life? Like I fucking I'm educated. <laughs> What am I doing with my life? Why am I sitting through this shit? You know how many times my fucking girl walks by? I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm like, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure when you had to cover that, you have to be. Fuck! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but we'll see where it goes with this. Um, I'll stay tuned and watch it, see where they go. But 
Other than that, I just wasn't a big fan of that. Walk out like, hey, here comes Hook. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> run, everybody. Yes, I know. Run, everybody. Hook is coming. Shit, now. I mean, I shout out to Action Ross and that fucking song. It's shit. I love it. Sorry. I, I do love it. But shit. I mean, but shit. Speaking of good shit, House of Black, baby. Yeah. Versus a cutie oh, pie. broadcast that I saw. Huh. Oh, it, it was oh, yeah. a very yeah. quick matchup. Well, yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I don't think I. Wow, cool. Yeah, I got nothing on this one. Who won? That was- oh no, no. It, well, of course, House of Black, but this was very quick. All I can tell you is that when the House of Black came out, the fact that it was already in there, Nick Camarado was there. He, he confronted Julia Hart. Julia Hart missed him, and he's like, "Oh shit!" He fucking went out of the ring. The match started. House of Black beat the shit out of all these fuckers. And of course, uh, what I love is like, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, shit. Manakai Black was just sitting in a corner, just in the like Raven style, just sitting watching Brody King and Buddy Mathis beat the shit out of everybody else. And then finally, they tag in QT. Either <clears throat> QT was, was looking too, looking at the factory getting their ass whooped. And so they finally tagged QT Marshall in the ring. And then QT was getting ready to take off his, you know, his sweater. Boom! Of course, that roundhouse kick, baby. One, two, three, squash match. Very quick, but yeah, okay. And what I like, (laughs) I just like the fact that that Madakai didn't do shit. He was just like, like a true king, just letting his fucking warriors beat everybody up. He comes in and he kills the leader last, and that's it. I, I, I like. I'm loving this House of Black. I'm. Please make it happen. Please make it happen. Please. At LA here in Los Angeles, the winner or whoever wins that triangle, fucking the trios matchup, whatever the fuck, have House of Black come out and challenge them and start a new feud. Because yeah, we need to I see mean, that happen. That's exactly the trajectory that this is supposed to be on because they lost in the, the tournament. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll let Danero break it down more. Take it away, Danero. I mean, there's not much to break down. This was a real quick squash match. <laughs> Only thing is, like, I do want to say, like, I really do want to see the House of Black versus the Elite because we've seen House of Black versus uh, the Death Triangle numerous times. It's so sad, though, because the House of Black looks like they could be, like, the biggest storyline on AEW, but I just don't have faith in AEW making it the biggest storyline. I don't have faith in AEW doing much with the House of Black. Um, now there's rumors that Buddy Matthews' contract is coming up. I believe in like February, and he does not February. plan on resigning. So, like, that's going to be a big loss to them. I, I just don't think that AEW knows what they have here. They have a fucking special ass team here. They have three guys who, I, in my opinion, it's my favorite trio. Like, I think that they're the best trio in AEW, and I feel like they've been top guys for a long time like it's a shame that malachi black hasn't already held gold already in AEW. I, I don't know if they know what to do with them and i feel like you know almost a year in it's still like the same shit they're just having either squash matches or just matches that don't mean much yeah uh i hope they better fucking make something happen do not lose that because papa h he's calling everybody <laughs> uh, hey he is he's like hey you get, back, a call. you get a call. Oh, you get a call. I'm gonna call and you know bring everybody back. Why not? So I think we could see that happening here for 
Buddy Matthews, maybe so. But I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see what happens. I mean, but we'll wait. Uh, well, you heard it from us, director. So this big quick smart squash. I don't know how you feel about how, uh, House of Black's future. Um, I like it. I mean, whatever terms and conditions that uh, Alistair came to or Malachi came to to re- have him return, um, are good. You know, like I don't know if he. I know he had his mental health issues where he has to take a break. He has to think about things. But I think that he also had a conversation about the future of his actual career. And they were in a direction that he agreed with. And hopefully we get to see that come to fruition because he has always just been cut short a little bit in all of his endeavors, Um, whether that's the higher ups doing that or just not. I mean, I I, I don't know what happens in the, in the office with his contracts. So he still has yet to reach whatever potential we all know he can reach. So cheers to that. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. I wish I had a goblet. You know, that would be more on brand, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a good joke. The Tom Brady of professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, I don't give a damn what anybody says. He's a Tom Brady. He's the Ocho. Well, he's done because he's a, now he's officially a former eight-time fucking world champion. But yes, the Ocho, the good joke, Chris Jericho versus Action Andrade. The crowd was really, really involved in this one. I was just like, in the beginning, they weren't. They were like, hey, okay, whatever. It's a jobber. Then later on, they got involved. Oh, shit. He's, he kicked out of the cold breaker. He was like, oh, my God. He did this, all, all these high-flying moves. Like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck is going on? And he, he got me. He got the they, they got all of us, man. I was just like, this man defeated Chris. Jericho and I fucking lost it. I, I first I was just like, I cannot believe this shit. I still couldn't believe it. I still couldn't believe it. You know, but at the end, you know, I, I, I was still like, I still I was like, I was, but I was happy. And then of course, I actually another got signed. Now the story of this one, and I'm. Of what I've what I heard and, and what I listened and what I've read is that Jericho saw this guy on dark. He had a matchup. He's had guy. Let's get him. Let him let me put him over. He told TK mm-hmm. that, and Jericho did that. And Jericho went ballistic, of course, after you know backstage, of course. He's like, ah, but now Jericho I guess is responsible for getting this man a contract. Congratulations to Action Andrade. Uh, I am not familiar with him, so I apologize, gentlemen, for not being the Matt Callis right now. Of who is this individual? Who is this Stanford student? <laughs> I don't know, but still, I'm happy for the guy. But great matchup and great crowd that was really behind him. Like I, I was just like, what the fuck? I want to get your thoughts, director. Were, were you shocked when you saw this? You're like, what? The fuck happened here? Um, yeah, I did not see that coming. Uh, I was also, I kind of felt a little stupid. It felt like you did when you're like, I don't know who this guy is. Maybe he's a big deal in ring of honor. Maybe it's a big deal in the Indies. Maybe he's, you know, some guy who is huge in pro wrestling gorilla who I just don't know about. And this makes sense. Mm-hmm. That may still be the case, but, um, I didn't know who he was. I, you know, thought it was just going to be a recovery match for Jericho to reestablish his win. After losing his title, that was not the case. Um, I'm going to try to not ramble. I'm going to try to 
coherent thoughts. I love the storytelling in the match because it did exactly what it was supposed to do with get the hope spots. You had the crowd chanting, let's, let's go jobber. They were not cute to do that. The crowd did that on their own, but they did that because of what was happening in the ring. There were enough hope spots where the crowd was supposed to do that. I'm sure they talked about it. I'm sure this discussion in the match was, let's get the crowd to cheer for this unknown kid. Because, I mean, the dude looks like he's 18 years old at the most. He's probably older than that, but he definitely looks he definitely looks like he's, you know, fresh off the, fresh out of high school. Um, so smart storytelling to get the crowd to cheer for the jobber who was supposed to lose this match. When he lost, when Jericho lost, because Jericho lost clean. There was no fuckery afoot. No one came out and caused a DQ. There was no surprise roll up. There was a finisher and there was a clean one, two, three in the middle of the ring. I was like, oh shit. That had to have been Jericho's call. And you confirmed that it was, which makes Jericho one of the greatest wrestlers and one of the greatest bookers in the history of all time ever. Jericho gave up Preach that it. Jericho willingly laid on his back for this kid to put him over. Um, I saw the Andrade is all elite banner before I saw this match. I was like, who and why? I saw who, I saw why. Jericho giving him a stamp of approval with that loss is a huge deal. I have two, two more points to make. Go for it. It's totally cool. I'm totally cool with this loss because it doesn't hurt Jericho at all. And if you bookend it with his loss on Ring of Honor, it makes sense that he just goes through a quick little two-loss skid. So you get him back-to-back. The wound is, you know, it's basically like getting stabbed twice before the wound has a chance to heal. Um, If that metaphor makes sense to me, it's two quick back-to-back losses. Doesn't hurt his career. Elevates this kid into the future. And... This is not Kevin Owens putting, you know, going over on John Cena. This is not an established current heavyweight champion who the fans are behind going over on John Cena. This is a who the fuck is that going over the Ocho. This is a nobody going over the Gajot. That is a wild, honorable. You say he's the king of dishonor. He, this is the most. Honor, I can't say I can't say this without feeling emotion. The most honorable thing I've ever seen a pro wrestler do, as far as in ring, uh, rub, like, wow, like just wow, like Jericho knows that he could have put that he could have won, and that kid would still be over, and he took the L. So yeah, wow, I just it's amazing, amazing that he did that. He didn't have to. That is just wild. I don't know what else to say. Just I love it. Mm. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? I'm pretty sure, but everything what you said. I just, I had a feeling that it was a Jericho call. I had a feeling it was Jericho's idea. And like you said, you confirmed it. I didn't know anything about the seeing him on Dark, wanting to put him over on on, on Dynamite. And yeah, it just makes sense. I'm going to have to go back and watch that Dark match then to see what this, what this what this kid can do. Uh, yeah, it was a recent one. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Me too. I need to see it because I haven't seen it. Um, I think he faced QT. I think who it was. I forgot who it was, but it was someone. But I heard it was a good match. I think it, 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 if it impressed Jericho that much, and for him to be responsible, yeah. like to get him to get a fucking contract, kudos to kudos to this guy. Jericho is mean, one of those guys. Like whatever he does or says, I it's it's the right thing to do. Like 
yeah, if he yeah. does, if he books anything or if he says anything, he can do no wrong, in my opinion. Like, it'll never be like, why did he do that? That's stupid. It's like, oh, okay. Like, he's infallible to me, like, right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we I think we all said it. I think that he, you know, a lot of people are saying that he could be, like, the next Patterson for Tony Khan. Now that Regal is, should have been the guy, but Regal now is back home to WWE. So maybe Jericho could be that guy. I wish Jericho could have more power, at least more, hey, look. You fucking up here, TK, and certain you know things. Well, but that, that's a part of his new contract. Like his contract has that in there, where oh, okay. it's worded as going to be the new Patterson, but <laughs> it is worded as he has a backstage role along with this contract as well, where he's more of a consultant for um for Tony Khan. So is that what it was, right? So so he has that as of what is it, a, a creative assistant, like something like that, right? Most or Oh, yeah. consultant. Okay, okay, then. Okay, all right. There you go. Okay. But De Niro, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on this, brother. How do you feel? You feel the same way, or I, talk to us, man? I I hated this. I hate feel good moments. I wanted to fight this kid's dreams. Hey, this is a, a real cup of hater right here. No, 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 cue, cue, cue that. You cue that. Cue that. Ron Simmons. Damn. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> I hate feeling good. <laughs> oh man, why? Man, that, that is terrible. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. No, I'm, I'm totally joking. I thought that <laughs> this was really awesome. Like, I, I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't like too many squash matches on a show, and I thought like with the um, the House of Black washing the factory. Going into this, like I was like, all right, this is just going to be a squash match. Is this really necessary? So this had me like hook, line, and sinker. I did not expect it to go the way it went. Just like you two, I never heard of Action Andretti or Andrade, whatever. I Andrade Andretti, like the race car driver. Yeah. So I I, I never heard of him. So I, I really didn't think anything of this. And then like halfway through, I'm like, wait a minute, like. Is it going to happen? Like, is Jericho going to lose to... And then, like, the crowd chanting, let's go Jobber, and then singing, like, oh, let's go Jobber. Like, that's insane. Like, how, you know, that's a testament to Chris Jericho. He he said in his podcast, like, he lives for these challenges of trying to get over a catchphrase, a, a new name, even after, like, all these years, trying to get over something that's going to stick. And, like, he looks at these things like challenges that he gladly accepts to try to do. And having someone who no one knows their name, obviously they were calling him a jobber. No one was chanting for action Andretti. They were calling him a jobber. And he got that over with the crowd. That is a testament to Chris Jericho. And I think that, like, yeah, what you guys said is 100% true. Like, he is the GOAT. You cannot say. Like, I don't see anybody else at the status of Chris Jericho or ever at the status of Chris Jericho doing something like this. You wouldn't see Hogan or Savage do this. You wouldn't see Stone Cold do this. Stone Cold didn't even want to lose to Brock Lesnar. He, that's why he left. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't see someone at that status, that Mount Rushmore I know. status. Hey, do dependent at the center. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. That's you'll see his comment. I was like, I feel that way about that too. <laughs> Action Andrade Alito. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's Andretti. Andretti. It's Italian, not Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, young Anthony? Appreciate you, brother. That's but funny. yeah, so like, um, I uh, shout out Anthony, but uh. Yeah, I thought that this was amazing. And, like, it just shows how much Chris Jericho wants to give back to the business. He's constantly looking at 
who's going to be a star, who could I put over? It reminds me a lot of Terry Funk in ECW. Terry Funk in ECW was a legend already at that point, already considered one of the best, multi-time NWA champion. And his whole thing in ECW was, who can I make a star? Who could I put over? That's why you had guys like Tommy Dreamer and Sabu and all these guys that Terry Funk wanted to wrestle, like Shane Douglas, like Raven. He wanted to wrestle these guys because he saw something in these guys. That reminds and me of even, even with Mick Foley in, in the big in the big roster. Yeah. He saw exactly. the same thing there. Mm-hmm. So I, that's exactly what I see Jericho doing today. And I, I love seeing it because guys like Jericho at this stage of their career, you know, they're best suited for getting that next crop of talent ready for when they retire. And that's what, like, you know, I, I was having this conversation with, uh, I forgot who I was having this conversation with, right? It might be my fiance. And I was saying how if John Cena comes back, like because of the rumor of John Cena might have a WrestleMania match, it's best if you put John Cena against a younger guy because at this stage of John Cena's career, he doesn't need another WrestleMania win. It will be beneficial for someone I think it would definitely be, I uh, was called theory. It would be beneficial for theory <laughs> to go against a John Cena. We're the same, brother. Right? We're the same. Exactly. It would make theory a bigger star. Like, that's what a veteran would do at that stage of their career. And Chris Jericho is, he got his finger on the pulse. He knows what his role is. He knows his role is to get that next crop of talent ready. So I think that it's just a testament of the person he is. It's not even the wrestler he is, but the person he is. He's willing to give back. And I love this. This shit had me, like I said, hook, line, and sinker. I was like, going into this, I was like, oh, another squash match. By the end of it, I was like, oh, my fucking God, what the fuck just happened? So, yeah. that'd be awesome. Great moment. Might be one of the best moments in fucking AEW. Like, it was shocking. This reminded me a lot of one, two, three kid. No one knew who he was when he came in and he faced Razor and beat Razor, you know? Like, awesome shit. Good call on that. Good fucking call. I love it. That's right. We do love it. Yes. And what I do love is next match, this matchup, because I'm cut. Like I said, this crowd was really great. Dynamite. Uh, compared to like the other like crowd, I, 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 don't, I, I can't answer why they don't feel that way, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, 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 oh. I can't see your song. I don't know. Uh, but yes, versus, of course, Tate Mello. Not cont- yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Take- <laughs> I'm a fan. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't. Um, me too. But the old school days. Not yeah. Uh, but this match was great. I liked it. It was good. Uh, of course, Soho with the win. Enjoyed that. Of course, we saw. Okay, somebody came out. Of course, she's no longer that. But yep, and came and make the save and yeah, beat them up. Blah blah. blah but. I hope this story is over. They're better. I, if they do it one more time, if Ruby Soho needs a partner, fuck you, just give her a partner and just to end this matchup. I need Ruby Soho to move on. I need her to be the next upcoming challenger for the TNT belt. I mean, excuse me, off uh, for the TBS next week, Jane Cargill. Something, man. We, we I wrote, okay. The hype is still there for Soho. It just, fuck, man. It just didn't. I, I mean, it's. I'm digressing. Put this woman right. Give her something different. Like get her away from jazz, especially this from Tay Mello and, and Anna J. Just after this, please let her get it over. But hands down to these two women. Great match. Enjoyed it. Top to bottom. Good. 
I, I, I couldn't say no. Couldn't say nothing wrong with this one. I enjoyed it. Director, your take. I mean, yeah, exactly the same. We need to move on. Um, it's over. I mean, uh, unless you're going to get Ruby versus Jazz or Anna J, but <clears throat> I, I, I don't know if they're going to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm cool, with, I'm cool with Ruby going up to the challenge Jay Cargill. That's uh, the next logical step. Beat her in the finals. Um, so, fuck, I guess that means Ruby might win, and I don't want that. So, we'll see what happens. What? 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 Wait, wait, what? I don't want anybody to be. I want Jay to be like 300 and zero by the time she's done, man. I want her to go. Yeah. She, she's that bitch, you know? So, it's I'm cool with <laughs> I am that bitch. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Cut the shit, Ivan. Oh, all right, fine. You asked for it. I'll play it for you. Here with Jade Cargill and the baddies. First and foremost, Tony. Cut the shit. First and foremost, Tony. Cut the shit. Tony, cut the. Sh- <laughs> all right. I think. I think uh, maybe Ruby challenges Athena. Like if they're still doing any cross promotion, that'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool. I'd be I'd be into that match. So I like yeah, that. I like that. I like that. Athena uh, challenging Athena for the. They had a. Uh, I believe they had a feud in Shimmer. Yes. Yeah. They did. Hmm. Dinero, give us your take, brother. So this was a good matchup. I think that these two women have good chemistry with each other. But yeah, I'm I'm done with I'm done with the JAS in general. Like I I like the team, but I feel like you know they've been feuding with the Blackpool Combat Club forever. This feud with Ruby Soho is going on forever. Look, fucking sirens going off. Like, no one likes this. 13th floor. You can hear that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that loud. But um, I think there's like gunshots out there earlier. That's why I had to mute it. So crazy. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like every time there's a feud with the JAS, like, it goes on and on and on and on. I know that this got prolonged because of the injuries that Ruby Soho had. It never got their conclusion, but hopefully. We might get one more matchup because we had Anna Jay come out, so we might get one more, maybe a tag match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, after that, like move on from there. I think Ruby Soho is such a great wrestler and will benefit anybody else that she's in the ring with. So I would like to see more from her. Yeah, I'm um, with you on that. That's for sure. All right, May. Well, I just want to give you guys a thought very quick on this because. I know I didn't bring it up in the beginning of it, but I kind of want to get your take on the feature of these individuals because, you know what, I am curious to know the future of, no, not not the BB, no, not the BBC, but the BCC. Uh, well, I think, they could, I don't know, did they get rid of it? The the Blackpool? Uh, I, I the it sounded like it. There was, I forget what promo it was, but yeah, I mean, like, you have two champions in Ring of Honor, one champion in AEW, so, like, and then you're, Am I only? Am I gonna have to spend ten dollars on an app to watch Wheeler Yuta? Like, fucking no. <laughs> no, I am not spending ten dollars. <laughs> but uh, what's the future now? I mean, so far it looks like it's three of them. I don't, I don't see. You know, we'll get into that in the main event right now. But what? I don't know. Give us your take. I'm back to you, Danilo. I mean, what do you think the future for holds for? I think the guy, I'm assuming they got rid of the Blackpool because William Regal's gone. If they leave a combat club, I don't mind either. Uh, but how do you feel? Take it away. I mean, I don't even know why. If William Regal's not there, I don't know why they would all be a team still. To be honest, I wouldn't be mad at them all going their separate ways. Like, 
I don't know what else you could do with them. I think what would be a cool feud is to have them possibly go against the the House of Black, maybe. Like, that would be a cool trios matchup. But that's all I can see them doing is just good matches. Like, I can't see them getting into another, like, real feud. Because, like, the guy who really catalyzed that feud with the Jericho Appreciation Society was William Regal. So, like, I feel like at this point, you know, like, it could all go their separate ways. Wheeler Yuta became a big enough star with this team to go his separate ways and do his own thing on the roster. I don't think he necessarily needs them. So, I don't know. It just seems weird with Moxley, who's always been, like, a loner, always did his own thing. Like, besides when he was, like, with the Shield and all that. But, like, I was about to say, man. The guy made his name off a trio. Yeah, no, but I meant like in AEW. Like in AEW, right. he was pretty much like a loner, right? And then now yeah. he's like running around with like Wheeler Yuta. Like, I don't know. I feel like he could do his own thing. Director, how do you feel? Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense to have a team named after a guy who's no longer in the company, right? You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, you can call a combat club. That's corny, but whatever. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know how they're going to split their time on air um, unless they're going to defend Ring of Honor stuff on AEW. So, yeah, uh, I, I have no idea what the future holds for these three gentlemen and the Combat Club as a whole. What's going on, Dave? That's right. The progressive part of what's going on, brother. But, yeah, um, I'm with you, too. I, I don't uh... – I, I would even actually be. I would not mind these guys going for the trios, as well. This is another trios you could add to, um, to at least have investment on the trios titles. Uh, I wouldn't mind that, but I'll I'll get into the end. What I've already predict two matches are happening so far, and one of these individuals are involved. Uh, but other than that, I would not mind if they if. if if Dianson, Bryanson, whatever, the, I, I, whatever, but if he's out of the picture of Combat Club and he's alone and he, he becomes a lone wolf, then that's fine with these trios. Cool. I don't mind it. Uh, it will hurt because I'm like, damn, sucks, you know? But uh, I, I, yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to sit and see what we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think, um, I think, it, I think what's going to happen is that. Mox is going to be the lone wolf. I think once Ring of Honor becomes once it's stabled and once it's running its course, we're not going to see much of Wheeler and, and Cardi. I think we're going to see more of them. I mean, more of them on, of course, Ring of Honor and more and probably we'll see Mox and probably be the lone wolf here, or unless you know Danielson, you know, doesn't leave. I don't know. That's a question that we all have to wait and see what happens, right? I mean, definitely, definitely. Main event time, ladies and gentlemen, which I'm disappointed. Okay, not disappointed about the match. I know. Don't hold on. Don't don't jump on me already. <laughs> I know. I know. I was talking about no. Talk about the well, the diamond ring was also announced with along with the world's championship. That's what I'm like. What? Why did they do it first? The diamond ring and then the title. I get it. You want to protect MJF, not him to lose. But he, the way I would have done it. Having it counted out, he doesn't get pinned. At least he got counted out. He loses his diamond ring. You know, that's what I kind of wanted. Not he start loses momentum. Um, but I would like to hear you guys thought about it. But the match was great. Instant classic. It reminds me of the Attitude Era. 
for me. It's like your rock and hunt and, and hunter, or I know I'm comparing those type of matches, but it kind of reminds me like a main event on Monday Night Raw, like the attitude there, like damn, what back and forth, the no blow, and then oh, that was it. And of course, with this, we heard the music. Of course, director's favorite man, yes, the Dianson, Dianson. Yes. He's a great wrestler, but he's never going to be on my top five. I, I, <laughs> yeah, and I just oh. mean that. I mean that personality-wise. It's just, it's just, yeah. He's great. He's he's great. He's one. He's one of the best of all time. He's just not. Come one of my on, favorite. man. You know he's going to be looking at you. But... Fickle. They're fickle. I, I miss the Eco Warrior. That was my favorite version of Daniel Bryan. Bring that back. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, this. Other than that, I mean, I'll get into after though because I want to get you guys' thoughts. But match was great. I felt for me was a classic. I did it hurt Ricky Starks in a way, not kind of because I wish he would have won the Diamond Ring in my opinion, and could have gotten it by count out some kind, somehow, some way. Um, because he'd still be relevant. My concern and my curiosity is what's next for Ricky Starks? All right. He lost the title. Lost the, the, the title matchup. What's next? What are you going to do? Are you going to put him against fucking Samoa Joe for the TNT title? Are you going to make him go after the Mid-Atlantic title? What's next? You want to keep that fire going. The crowd was really into Starks. You don't want that shit to die. And that's where I worried about which is why I always digress and give shit of TK's booking when it comes to like rising stars, like as of Ricky Starks. Where the fuck is Hobbs? Where the fuck is Miro? That's not, see, that's the thing that I, I get pissed. But I'm digressing. I'm, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm directing. <clears throat> Director, give us your take. Uh, I mean, the match was good. Match was good. Um, MGF can absolutely wrestle. It's his character that makes you want to think that he can't. And that's sort of the contrast in his skill set and his personality, which I like. Obviously, we know Ricky can go. Uh, he was never going to win this match at all, which none of us were surprised by. Uh, I like the dynamic in the match. I like how he had him in the salt of the earth, and he kept, like, grabbing things that were going to get the ropes and stuff. That was super cool, very technical. Yeah, I... um, as far as who's next for Ricky Starks, I don't know. Because everybody else who has a mid-level title – just won those titles and it would be way too soon for Ricky to lose another title or for those guys to lose titles. They just got, so you're in this weird in between where he can't challenge Wheeler. Cause he's going to, why would you squash Wheeler who just won the belt or have Ricky lose? who just lost a title match. Same with Joe. He's already the Hobbs things over. So maybe Luchasaurus, like who's a singles wrestler who's not exactly in a title picture. That's a heel. You got to look at that and then kind of see who lines up with Ricky Starks and who can also potentially go with him on the mic. Christian Cage, maybe. Mm. I don't know. That would be really cool. Yep. Um, mm. And then, you know, are we still – are we talking about the aftermath as well with the, the thing with the guy? Yeah. Go for it. Cool. Wow. They definitely booked that really soon, the uh, Daniel Bryan brand, brand new dance versus MJF. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't – see a reality where Daniel Bryan would lose a championship match, but he would kind of have to lose this because that's the whole point of MJF having the belt. So that would be huge. That would be a big, big, big feather in MJF's cap if he found any kind of <laughs> way to win. I mean, I'm 
including dirty tactics. I'm assuming he would use them. So if he found a way to even beat Bryanson uh, by cheating, I'd be pretty stoked. So, yeah. But I got to say one thing. I, we all, all of us here, we called it. When we saw, like, when he mentioned Danielson, we all called it. We all well, said. It's revenge for the Regal thing, too. That's still an unsolved issue. Yeah. It, you know, Daniel took personal to that. Danielson. <laughs> Danielson. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I think we all predicted. We all predicted there was going to be like an MG was going to win, and the first person was going to be Brian. We all predicted yeah. that before even full gear happened. Go to the archives, gentlemen. Go look at it or listen to it if you're you know, listening to it. archives. All three of us here predicted that Brian was going to be the first individual for MGF because we all were questioning what will be the who should be the next one in line, and it's Daniels. So there you go. But De Niro, the floor is yours, me hermano. I thought that the matchup itself was really good. Um, these guys had really good chemistry. And something that I really liked also was the way that they built up to it throughout the show. You had MJF cut a promo backstage on Starks, and then you had Starks cut his promo, both very strong promos. Um, so it's not something that we typically see on AEW. So I thought that that was cool, the way they had both guys talk about the main event leading up into the main event, build that last-minute hype for it. Um like I said, great chemistry between the guys. I think that Ricky Starks came out of this matchup looking like a million bucks, even in a loss, uh, especially also with the stamp of approval from Brian Danielson after the matchup by raising his hand and allowing the crowd to give him that standing ovation. Um, but yeah, MJF was definitely going to win this matchup. We all knew that he just won the title. We've been building up to this title run for a long time, so I did not see him losing this at all. We already had the shock of Action Andretti getting a victory. I think it would have been a bigger <laughs> shock if you know, Starks pinned MJF here. I would stop um, watching for if that was the case. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, we, we hit the end. This is it. This is the this is the earth is flat and this is the edge of the earth, and we're done. Yeah, right. We hit the ice wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was funny too, because like I, I forgot that the ring was also on the line until the referee had the belts up on one hand and then the other hand up. I didn't see the ring at first. I thought he was just like raising his hand like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's showing off the ring. So yeah. after that, I was like, all right, I forgot that this is also for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. But, yeah, I thought the matchup was good. And, yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for Brian Danielson to come out, you know, especially with MJF taking out William Regal a couple weeks ago. That's obviously Brian Danielson's mentor. You saw how Brian Danielson was ready to, you know, defend him against John Moxley even after William Regal took out John Moxley. So, I like the story that they're going with Brian Danielson defending his mentor. Like it's, it's above the title at this point. It's more personal for Brian Danielson. So I think that Brian Danielson and MJF are going to have a great matchup. So I, I think that, you know, eventually I could see Brian Danielson being the one to take the title from MJF, but probably after a couple times going for the title, I don't see him taking it right away. So I, I like where things are going right now. Oh, me too. Um, which, you know, you know what? Let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask this. Okay. You know how back in the days, all of us will know, you know, when a heel praises someone a faces promo, back in the days, that never happened, right? So yeah. now that we're in the modern era now. So MJF, MJF praise Freaky Stars promo. Do you, as fans, and, you know, going back, you know, 
we could go back to the attitude era, maybe you know, golden era, even easy, it doesn't matter. But do you do you guys approve that? You or should you think that heels should not praise babyface's promos? Is the question what I'm asking you both. I mean uh, I don't know the context and so what basically what I'm saying is MJF praised Ricky Stark's promo. The one he cut on him last week, the week you know, before Where did he praise it to his face in the ring or like when oh, when yeah. he was when when he was with um no this is when earlier during you know during the show when he spoke to um uh what's Mar his name? Uh, Marvez Marvez Yeah yeah, what did he, he said like, "Oh, you cut a good promo. I like your promo. Good job." Buddy. Yeah, something some like that. Yeah, yeah. Or just I, like, because I, I remember him talking shit. I'm like moving to Texas. I was like, "All right." Yeah, but I mean, he, it's kind of like he was being sarcastic. He always sounds sarcastic. So if there was sarcastic, yeah. if he sarcastic was in a way, but praising it at the same time, though. I I don't think he was like, "I like your promo. We're friends." I think he was being sarcastic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the way how he praises though, like, "Oh shit," he mentioned it. But normally, like heels, don't kind of mention that in a way. I mean, I don't know. I just someone brought it up to me in the IWC community. I'm like, who's the question to ask? I uh, think I think if there's a sarcastic tone, like, oh wow, you brought up this, this, and this. Good job. Oh, ho, ho. that's that's the MGF vibe I got. So, yeah, I, me no, me, I feel the same. That's why I'm asking, you know, because I was asked to ask, yeah. you know, you guys. I mean. Now, if he went to Twitter, if he went to Twitter, it was like, can't wait for my match with Ricky Starks. He cut a great promo on Dynamite. Like, then I would be like, no. <laughs> yeah, because that, that is that would, uh, aggression. That would be the version of that I would not like. Yeah. No, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. The neuro. You know, things got really like muddled with the attitude error and with like ECW with heels being cool and getting cheered. But if you go all the way back to the dawn of time and the whole story and the psychology of what a heel and a babyface is supposed to do, the babyface is supposed to get cheered and the heel is supposed to shine a light on the babyface to get cheered by you hating the heel. So I think yeah. that it, it was MJF's way of basically shining more of a light on on Ricky Starks to get Ricky Starks more cheered. So going into the matchup, he's the clear-cut babyface while MJF is a clear-cut heel because still, you know, MJF is still getting cheered. Even though he's a heel, he's still getting cheered. And I know he wants to be the heel, and AEW wants to portray him as the top heel. So I guess that was his way of basically going in there trying to say, like, hey, you cheer him, you boo me. That's the roles that we have. And it worked because the crowd was booing MJF, and they were cheering Ricky Starks. So I just think that he put his little spin on trying to get to that point. So I thought it was all right. Mm, I like it. That, now that. That. That was Uzi. <laughs> that was Uzi right there. Yes, it was. Good job. Now, very quick, just to end this, you know, we got one, you know. Look, it's already booked, gentlemen. I think we all predicted it, and it's bound to happen. So far, I feel that these two matches will happen. At and we're looking at these two. Of course, you know, Danielson, MJF, Moxley, Adam Hagman, Page. That promo from Hagman, we didn't bring it up on, um, for the Diamond Review, but... It was a good promo. Hangman is winning me over with his promos. Since the day when he won with CM Punk feud, even with Kenny Omega's feud, as a matter of fact, was fucking in fantastic. I, I I like how I don't know how you guys feel about Paige, but the way how remember when AEW started, his feud with Jericho for the for the belt, right? His, you notice how he grown so much on promos. It's developed yeah. so great. 
within the last three years, four years coming for AEW and for Hangman. I I like the promo that he pulled off, but I, I couldn't even, you know, they showed him a picture of his phone. I couldn't remember my son. I couldn't remember my son's name. It's right here. Like, like it's right it here. fucking hit. Yeah, it, it really, like, Word, oh, right right now. oh, yeah, that shit really hit. And, like, just, he fucking sold it, man. He sold me. Like, oh, I love it. And that's just why I can't wait to see this match. And you know what? If it happens, Revolution, Moxie's going to put him over. And I don't, I'm happy if, if Moxie does that. It doesn't hurt Moxie to lose, but this will be a this is a storytelling match coming up for Revolution. So I I don't know how you guys feel about that promo and about these two matches for Revolution. So I'll take a new director. Yeah, you expect it, right? You expect it too. <clears throat> and how do you feel about the Hangman promo, by the way? Because we didn't talk about that. <sighs> Hangman is like he's gotten better at the promos, but. <sighs> They come off as somebody else writes them and he rehearses the shit out of them. Mm. Ah, they, okay. They come off as really good acting that you can tell is acting. Like he's trying to put on an Oscar winning performance. And for me, that pushes it into the corny zone. Mm. Um, they're very well performed, but I can tell they're a performance. They don't come off as natural. He's trying really hard to be that every man guy and he's hitting all the spots. Oh, I'm, I come from nothing. I have a kid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get it. Um, they, it, it just doesn't come off as natural to me, but that's just me. If it got you in the fields, that's cool. But I kind of knew where that promo was going and I was like, oh, really? All right. We're going to cheer for him. Cause he got a kid. All right, cool. Sorry. No offense to you. I know, you got, a, I know you got a kid, but like it just oh, you're, 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 you're fucking heel. You're a heel. You're it's a cheap cheap pop, bro. Cheap pop. I fucking you. You're a heel, damn it. You're a heel. This is such good shit. That's yeah, what is good shit. He he might as well come out and be like, I I was in the ambulance and we drove by a hospital, and my son was born at a hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like it's like. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm point. sorry, but he, he does have a good point. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> people weren't connecting with him, and so now he's trying really hard to be connected to. So, Word. yeah. I oh. love the promo, but now I hate it. Fuck. <laughs> 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 it's like watching a movie where the, you know, the acting is just too Fuck serious. this promo. Sure. <laughs> Oh I'll my god! Movie. I was loving, but that fucking Chris ruined it, man. That was it. <laughs> it just, you know what? Yeah, right, right. It was fuck right. that promo, man. Shit, you see what you just did? You fucking made me change my mind. It's still cornball. <laughs> no, that's definitely a good point. Like I, I gotta agree. Like it does sound like he he doesn't come off as natural when he's cutting his promos. I feel like he he does sound like he's trying a little hard. But, like, he is getting better at it. I feel like he's at best when he's, you know, all riled up in the ring. Like, the, the promo against Moxley leading up to their first matchup where he was, like, yelling, I'm a man. I'm going to stand on my own two feet. Ah, and, like, screaming all like that. Like, that was more believable than when he gets all quiet and like, I didn't even know his name. Like, that doesn't come off as believable. Like, that's why I feel like his best promos were against CM Punk. 
And maybe it was because he went off of the script and that's what caused the whole drama and all that. But maybe when he's being more of himself, he's more believable. But then again, when you're being more of yourself, you cause issues. So I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> man, you just ruined that promo for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh like fuck! That's you know what? Damn, motherfucker has a good point. Shit, motherfucker, I can't say anything. Like you're damn. right, you're right. <laughs> I uh, he, fuck, he has a good point. I mean, but give him credit at least. He's trying though. I mean, he's developed though. And yeah. in three years, this guy really won us over. I mean, shit. I mean, if we if I don't want to go back too much, obviously for his career, but he did win us over. Uh, in AEW, a lot of people did not in an American audience didn't know who know who the fuck he was. Bring up certain people that Ring of Honor who are Ring of Honor marks, yes, New Japan, of course, people that are really New Japan marks, but the audience in America overall, they never tuned in the Ring of Honor daily basis or New Japan. I mean, look how long it took Hangman for him to win us over, and he's doing an amazing job and still doing that, you know. I, I still give him, I still praise the man, even though his promos are uh, director broke it down. Like, man, he just killed the moment for me. <laughs> Fuck, I'm like, yeah, man. it's okay. But you know what? You're right, though, bro. I mean, you're, you're not wrong in that. You're absolutely right. Um, but it's really good acting. You could tell his acting. That's all it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. You when they're in the studio, right? And I, I've seen this a lot where they're in the studio and they're rapping and they're in the booth. And it's like, yo, the verse is fire, but it sounds like you're reading it. So do it again. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, kind of yeah, what. Yes. Good call. See, music, music minds. There you go. Good, very valid point. Man, all right, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. I wanted to talk about the world tag, but I don't think we have enough time. Just, I just wanted I to say, I know that much. Well, before you go, well, all right. I know you guys are bound, so I guess dinner and I will talk about it. But before you do. Uh, we we're talking about the last world tag league will be tomorrow night and one of the show, but very brief, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget tomorrow it is Rampage, of course, and there it is the card John Moxie, Sammy Guevara in the main events, Wardlow, of course, in action, Sky Blue versus uh, Britt Baker DMD, Britt Baker. Yes, Britt Baker's face, uh, Sky Blue versus Britt Baker, DMD on Rampage, and Orange Cassidy, best friends, and of course, Dustin Rhodes versus The Butcher and the Blade and Trent and Skip Saban. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, starting 2023, make sure you go to the Whiskey Coast Road. Of course, on January 22nd, I will be there and come and join me. Come see Mr. 47 himself right there, the director himself. I always wanted to ask you this question, and I'm going to ask you live on this platform. Why do you guys, you especially, I never see you dressed in color. Decided to wear. I, I can't. You're cutting out. What are you saying? Yeah, you broke up a little bit. Yeah, you definitely did. Oh, my apologies. Okay, I okay. My question is this for you: Why did you decide to wear a color a colored shirt for this picture instead of all black? I am curious. You should go watch the music video, and you'll see why. I did see the 47, but Big plug. <laughs> yeah, go watch the music video on YouTube. FDS 47. Again? I have to pay attention to it again. Yeah, watch the video. It's, I mean, it's just that's all. Link in watch the it. description. <laughs> <laughs> if you click okay. right here, I'll go to the, uh, yes, I'll go back and look at it again. But no, no, no. Well, besides, well, I'm talking about the picture, though. That's what I'm talking about. The picture that that, 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 that was the, that was the picture was taken at the video shoot. 
Okay, okay. I was just so curious. That's what we wore in the video. Okay, because I never see you're a colorful guy. It's fair. Fair. I'm not gonna wear all fucking stage clothes and just <laughs> <laughs> fucking Madonna doesn't go out in lingerie when she's at the Taco Bell, bro. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know what? She might. You know she would. That example. <laughs> but yes, and go watch that music video, ladies and gentlemen. Go watch it. 47 Fake Destroyed on YouTube channel. Go watch it. Subscribe. It's on our link tree where you can follow the director in Fake Destroyed. That's one of the number one hit song right now, 47. Go watch that music video. It's amazing. She gets kidnapped. She does all this, man. It's it's crazy. It's crazy as music video. It's a good movie for sure. It's a good movie. But I know. So tomorrow we'll be back live for MMA, the recap of UFC 282, the last UFC pay per view of the year of 2022. Director will be hosting that tomorrow along with Championship on the Line and Coach Rage. There's a lot of debacle, but I'm going to say that for tomorrow with Director. So, Director, I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow. Cool. And we love you. And one more thing. You are going to dynamite. You are going to dynamite. So Merry Christmas and ha- and Happy Birthday. Oh shit! I don't even know when that is. January 11th. So you better not do anything because I have your tickets. I will make sure that I'm. I'm free. Yes, yeah, you you. Yeah, I'm saying it live right now. Merry Christmas and oh, yeah. Happy Birthday. I got you. You and your wife tickets. You're coming with me to dynamite. She's gonna love that. She doesn't watch pro wrestling, but she has fun at live events. <laughs> yeah, That's well, awesome. you're coming. You're you're coming with me. So happy, oh, Merry yeah. Christmas, Happy Birthday! Thank you. Cool. Your birthday's coming up. January first. <laughs> yeah, New Year's Day. My my birthday is uh, twenty days after his birthday. <laughs> I know. Oh, we, we 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 ain't done, homie. We ain't done. But no, we, we got we we got one more. Yeah, bro, broadcast the future. I, I love that logo right, right here. We're about to talk about this right here. Yeah, yes, because we there it's just we needed to talk about it and I'm trying to look for the damn picture because I had it here. Okay, there we go. I had to move a lot of things around, ladies and gentlemen. Do apologize, but uh the last topic of the night to end the show. That is right. The winners and the losers. Oh, we're bringing it on, bro. That's right. This is the last topic. The world tag league. I wanted to say very brief, shout out to Ace Austin and Chris Bay. The whole tournament in the Super Junior Tag Leagues, they've done a phenomenal job. No pun intended, AJ Styles. But, man, they did an amazing job. And so I'm really happy that, you know, they they were, you know, they went to the finals and fought Show and Leo Rush which was a banger of a match. Ladies and gentlemen, go back and watch that because that match was a banger. The whole card was really... Banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. It was a whole banger. I'll tell you that. And did not see this coming. Did not see a back-to-back. Goto and Yoshihashi... Once again, the winners of the World Tag League defeating Aussie Open. I thought it was down predicted that Aussie Open were going to win the whole thing and challenge FTR at Wrestle Kingdom. And now this is happening. So I'm excited for that. The other unexpected was 
Carl Anderson retaining the I the never open weight title, defeating Hikuleo, and I think Bakley called it, or you called it there. I think you both did that it was going to happen after Tomatonga lost, you know, to Jay White. So that was all Bakley, yeah. Man, and now Tonga is is going to be facing Carlos in Wrestle Kingdom for the number one boy title. And the other, it's my heart, because uh, I cried when he made the announcement. I don't know why we did it. Suzuki Gun, it is over. They are done of 2022. When Minoru Suzuki said that, I did. I cried because it's over. We're not going to have the Techers. I mean, they can still be themselves as a tag team, but what happened with Okanamaru? What's going to happen with Desperado? What's going to happen? Takamichinoku, I mean, oh, so sad. Why? <laughs> oh. I mean, I feel like it's really- Suki Goon been around for like the last decade. Like I it's you know, it's time to do new things. And I feel like this leads to what we predicted with uh Tai Chi teaming up with Sonata. They're both gonna leave their uh respected stables. So I think that that could lead to that now. (sighs) Give us your take, the floor is yours. And the this, show with the overall man. This was fucking awesome. Like I thought that this show was an absolute banger, and I got so excited for Wrestle Kingdom after watching this show. Um, I, man, I, I've been home for like the last two weeks because of COVID, and I gotta say, like the one positive that came out of it was it gave me nothing but time to watch all the wrestling because it's hard to watch New Japan and all these other shows when you have work. You know what I mean? So I was so grateful that i had time on my hands to watch new japan and everything so i thought that this was fucking awesome uh carl anderson winning this matchup was surprising and now i can't wait to see a signed wwe star at wrestle kingdom fucking awesome him and tamatanga is going to be a great matchup um i really like yoshihashi and Haruki goto winning the uh World Tag League, because it was unexpected. I was definitely expecting to see Aussie Open versus FTR in the rematch at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, but this has me more intrigued because this is a first-time ever matchup. I think that Huruki Goto and Dax Hardwood are going to fucking tear the house down against each other. Um, yeah, and big shout-out to Yo and Leo. I, I, I thought that that was really cool, too. I actually thought that they were going to give it to Chris Bay and to uh, Austin... Ace Austin, because I feel like they had a great run. Really cool to see Impact Wrestling sign talent on New Japan. Um, really cool to see just fucking, like I said, WWE sign guy and Carl Anderson on the show. You have Impact Wrestling sign guys in Ace Austin and Chris Bay on this show. But overall, like New Japan is strong, no pun intended, going into Wrestle Kingdom. And the Wrestle Kingdom card is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So this is going to be really awesome to see. I definitely do, though. I definitely think that Haruki Goto and Yoshihashi beat FTR for those tag titles, without a doubt. Uh, I'm with you, too. I, I I don't disagree at all. I think because we're seeing the ending of FTR, I think they're going to take a break. Yeah. They dropped the Ring of Honor titles. They're going to have to drop the AAA tag team titles because they really haven't been defended as much. And now with this, too, why not? I think this is going to be a fantastic match, though. I Oh, and you just mentioned like, Yeah, like FTR has been wrestling banged up for a while, too. 
Like you constantly hear Dax's shoulder, Dax's knee. So like they've been wrestling banged up. They deserve a break. And why hold these titles hostage if you're going on a break? You know what I mean? Like New Japan yeah. is not like AEW. You're not going to have interim IWGP tag team champions. So yeah, have them drop the titles. Haruki Goto and Yoshihashi definitely deserve it. And as much as I like FTR, I love FCR, but they haven't defended those titles too much in New Japan. So at least those titles will be defended more often in New Japan if Ruki Goto and Yoshihashi hold those titles. So that's how I see it. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait, man. We, we'll, we'll get into it. There's so, we still have so much coming up, ladies and gentlemen, that we have two more weeks uh, of content. Of course, the holidays are coming up, but when it's the New Year's, we're going to have a lot more to have a blast with the New Year's because we still got Noah. We still got, you know, Keiji Muto and Naka New Year's Day. Um, you got New Japan, of course, uh, Wrestle Kingdom the 4th. You got New Year's Dash the following day, which I'm excited for New Year's Dash. Uh, man, it's a great beginning of pro wrestling of 2023, to be honest, man. I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited. Um Man, I mean, shit. But before we end the show, I mean, let the people know your announcement, man. The rest of the DeLorean podcast, the gentleman don't forget. He's yeah. back, but he will let you guys know his announcement. Take it away. So, all right. So, it's a it's a two-parter, right? You know, I, I constantly, for the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, I'm constantly talking about old school stuff. And the people love when I go back in time and talk about the old school stuff. But then I also will talk about the modern things. And I feel like... When I talk about modern wrestling, it's a little redundant because then I come on here and I repeat the same things, right? Or I say it here and then I go on my show on Fridays and talk about AEW again. And I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I, I'd rather keep all the modern news here to the circle of debate. Like, if you want to hear my opinions on anything that's going on modern with any WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, I'll say it here on the, on the uh, circle of debate. So going forward, the Wrestling DeLorean podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday will be just old school reviews, which I think is why people like my shit anyway. They like when I go back in time and talk about the old school stuff. And the second part of the announcement is starting on Friday, I will be going all the way back in time to 2002 and starting my journey reviewing every single Ring of Honor event in its history from 2002 to the modern day, all the way from the era of honor begins, which is the very first show in ring of honor history, live from the little Murphy rec center where it only fit 200 people in there. Right. We'll be talking about that show starting tomorrow when the wrestling DeLorean podcast returns this Friday, tomorrow for the first time in two weeks, because like I said, I've been down and out with COVID I'm back. The DeLorean is back tomorrow. We'll be starting our journey with ring of honor. And like I said, going forward, We'll be talking only about classic content. So Mondays, you're still going to get the Attitude Error Raw reviews. On Wednesdays, you'll still get ECW. Friday, we're going to be doing Ring of Honor, but we also will be returning to the TNA reviews that we have. We started last year. We didn't get back to it for a while. So we're going to be getting back to the TNA reviews next week. But starting tomorrow, we'll be talking about Ring of Honor. So really cool to be back and a lot of new content coming for the rest of DeLorean. So stay tuned. Right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right. But it's another thing, too, ladies and gentlemen, that I want you guys to know as well. Of course, 
Let me just do my typing very, very briefly. All right. Hold on. I do this because I want everybody to know this, ladies and gentlemen. Because I know you guys saw, even though you guys don't, I don't know if you guys follow us on our social medias, but I want to stay here and I'll let the video explain for itself. Let me put the video file. So there you go. Play it, ladies and gentlemen. And that is right. In DeLorean podcast merchandise now. It is there. Make sure. And I'll play it again. You see, there you go. Make sure. Hit on our link tree. Purchase your very own Wrestling DeLorean merchandise right there. You get the cup. You get, you get the mug. You get the shirt. You get... Man, Jesus, the pillow. I love the pillow. That's my favorite. I think the pillow is my favorite. Word. Like, you know what I mean? All respect, praise, and love to Three Falls Brand. I appreciate Three Falls Brand. I hope everyone continues to support Three Falls Brand, the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the planet. But from now on, Wrestling DeLorean Podcast merchandise. If you want your Wrestling DeLorean Podcast merchandise, you're coming to the Circle of Debate link tree. Copy merchandise. I mean, shit. Look at that. Cups, pillows, shorts. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs. Long sleeve. And then, yes, and the sweater is my favorite. The sweater, because you have the DeLorean in the front as your logo. And in the back, you see the back. Like, oh, yeah, there, there you go. Representing fire. I love that. And, of course, the, the white tee is my favorite. I mean, I'm, I'm not much of a white tee guy. But what is DeLorean fucking logo on it? You have to wear this. You have to buy it. And that's what I'm it's on its way for me, so I'm waiting for it. And especially the mug, the, the, the cup, I'm waiting for my cup. See, I got my cup here for Circle of the Day, but not waiting for the cup for the rest of the day. Right, I get my... for that. And also, we got the coffee mugs in white, too, ladies and gentlemen. So we have the white coffee mm -hmm. mugs with the, just like you see, the white tea is the same for the coffee mugs besides the black, also the white as well. So I am excited. Oh, it's up and there. That's what you we have a lot more too. You got leggings for the girls. You got yo, it's so much shit, man. Yeah, like check it out. Oh yeah, the chocolates. You got everything. You got it all there, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure. Uh, to play you guys again, I'll let the ending very very quick. And there you have it. Go to our link tree right there, Circle Debate. Go to the merchandise store. Purchase all your wrestling DeLorean podcast besides COD. But man. It's time to all your all you passengers. It's time to wear some merch. It's time or to take on a, represent the DeLorean, baby. That's what you want to do. That is right. Definitely. Um, and and another perfect gift for the holidays. There you go as well. Pretty soon, well, next week when we come back for episode one thirty one thirty three, we'll put a promo code for you guys. Uh, won't ex won't let you know how much percent off depending. On the merch store, how much they'll allow us to give a percentage. But yes, zero we'll put it off for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but, oh, I love it. But yes, it's about that time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is that time. Oh, yes, fantastic two and a half hour show. But 
you know what? It's good to hear De Niro back, and I'm glad he's doing better. Good to be back. That's why nah, he, 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 you see, he's awake more than me. But man, <laughs> Autobots transform and roll out. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time because, of course, I want to thank everybody who was watching, tuning in. Shout out to Bake Lee. Shout out to my tribal chief. Shout out to TK, the Banger Podcast. Shout out to Broadcast, the future of podcasting. I know, I don't know when, what time is it in Australia, by the way, because I know you're in Australia right now. Uh, shout out to shout you know to Pro Wrestling Podcast. And shout out to Dave from Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all, guys, who tuned in. And, you know, we'll be back. De Niro's back in action now. So I'm happy. He's happy. We miss him. I'm glad that he's better now. I know COVID ain't no joke, ladies and gentlemen. So be careful out there, you know. Make sure y'all stay protected. Wow. Be yes. careful. And, you know, say no jokes. Be safe out there. But once again, all to our audio platform listeners, en español, señoras y señores, gracias por todo el apoyo. Y síguenos aquí en Circo Debate. No se olvide para suscribir. En el canal abajo, y suscribe las notificaciones. Y pues para que vean todos nuestros videos en vivo. Uh, o para no nomás de lucha libre, pero también eh, si le gustan el UFC. Uh, tenemos más contexto para ustedes. O si quieren regresar el pasado con el señor DeLorean para que puedan escuchar lo que ha pasado. El pasado de WWF o de WCW o SW o TNA o de Ring of Honor. Lo que ustedes gustarían. Pónganse sus, sus cinturones para ir con con nuestro hermano aquí, el señor de Niro, para el pasado, para ver todas esas épocas. Y saludos a toda Latinoamérica, Colombia, Nicaragua, Brasil, México, Salvador, Ecuador. Gracias por todo. Argentina, todos. And shout out to Argentina for the almost my way to World Cup. Uh, shout out to Australia for all of Australian fans and Irish, and of course, and Ireland too. You guys do for us, and shout out to all our peer, European listeners, UK, of course, Switzerland, Belgium, Germany, Gurentad, Getestir, Das Chus, Italy as well. Thank you so much. The Philippines out there too, Matt Callis. He'll be back soon. He's still getting situated. Vietnam now, Fiji. I'm now so all of you guys, but thank you all for watching us and listening to us. You're the reason why we're keeping on going. You're the reason why De Niro keeps it going for all of you guys and that's you know we appreciate you guys but De Niro let them know again let them know in English let the people Word. know let the world know that it's listening now yeah I mean we we appreciate all the fans all the followers all the rest of DeLorean passengers all the great debaters thank you so much hit that subscribe button because there's so much content that comes out on this channel every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the Circle Debate. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the Wrestling Lauren podcast interviews. Um, fucking vlogs, live show vlogs. Like, there's so much that comes out on this channel. So definitely hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you guys. Like Ivan said, we do this for you guys. And you're the reason why, like, we, we want to do this every week. Like, this shit is fun for us to interact with you guys and, you know, give our opinions to you guys. So thank you so much for all the support, all the love. Cops some merchandise. Represent your favorite podcast. So I appreciate everybody. So glad to be back. I couldn't wait to come back. You know what I mean? COVID definitely is still out there. So be careful. Be safe. And yeah, I, I am back and I am feeling better than ever. So 
expect a lot of this face on this channel. All right, hit that subscribe button. There you have it, Isabel. That's right. You heard him right. Mr. DeLorean is back. The time splitter, he's here. Mr. Capsule himself, back in time and in time for all of you guys. So DeLorean's out there, back your seatbelt because this man is going to take you back in time. Yes, sir. So we'll be back tomorrow with the MMA recap. Saturday, we'll do, hopefully, we'll do a league Christmas show. We'll try to get everybody together. Uh, stay tuned for that if we follow us on our social medias. And more coming, ladies and gentlemen, because the year's not over yet. We still got a lot more to do before we even take a break for the holiday and New Year's Day. So, ladies and gentlemen, rest of the DeLorean podcast. FDS, the league, the Wolfpack, of course, COD. We don't just all do podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. Don Callis, back out of here, so I'll do it. Fucking make history, man. See you guys in the next one. Must be Juju. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Oh my God, it's so great. Bang! Yes! <laughs>